1: Twitter's new earnings report is out, and uh, I got to say, I called it. Their earnings were down. It was obvious. But in this revelation, in this document, we learned something else, and people are already claiming fraud. Twice, Twitter accidentally, so they say, inflated their user numbers. That means that when they sold advertisements, it was against false numbers, that means when Elon Musk agreed to buy the company, it was based on false numbers. And even the left-wing Verge, the Verge.com says, how did this happen twice? Now, many of us are speculating on the weird shift in user growth. Right-leaning channels or right sphere of influence associated channels are seeing major gains. Left sphere of influence are seeing major decline. I think they were running fake accounts. I think they were banning people on the right and creating fake accounts for people on the left. Since Tuesday, I have gained 100,000 followers, which is around 10% of my follower count. 10%. Strange, because I noticed a lot of other people have a similar number of around 8 to 10%. The weird thing is that it starts on Tuesday. On Monday, when the news broke, hmm, nothing. So we're going to get into all of that. And boy, is this story getting crazy. Then we also have Elon Musk tweeting a meme showing the left going super far left, leaving moderates on the right now. And we're going to talk about that because even Barack Obama is now a conservative, according to CNN and The Washington Post. CNN Plus shut down two days early. They couldn't even fail by their fail date. They had to actually fail earlier than normal because it failed so bad. We got some stories out of Kenosha. Joy Reid is getting canceled. James Corden is quitting. Hmm. Yo, what's going on? It's all like all of a sudden the dam broke. And now we're all charging the hill to take the high ground. Sounds good. Let's talk about it. Joining us to talk about all of this is, pronounce your, I, I'm going to pronounce your next name along. Nicosia. 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 All right. Well, John, you introduce yourself.
2: I'm John Nicosia.
1: There you go. There you go. President
2: of New Cycle Media. Well, so what's your, what's your background? What do you do? Um, so I'm in the media. I was at Mediate for eight years, uh, then IJR. And then to the Washington Examiner is the breaking news editor. I went a down thing, and now just uh, consulting.
1: Right on. And uh, breaking you've, news. You've got some stories from the inner workings of you know, the rise in digital media and, and all that stuff. So I think that'll be particularly interesting, considering all the context we've got. Yeah, on. there's
2: a lot going on, and I think there's a reset about to happen. Certainly at CNN, um, and I think that'll. I think a site that big is gonna create a, a wave a- along with you know this happening with twitter i think there's a lot of opportunities for sites to reinvent themselves because right now the the, the amount of people who hate media it outnumbers the people actually watching um media um, and i think you're going to start to see people like reed and other people who have no audiences that are just kind of there uh brian stelter and other people who just exist to um set narratives are gonna find that they don't have a job anymore i
1: don't think brian stelter has an audience no i I genuinely mean that
2: yeah i mean it's baffling i mean there's a there's a there's a school of thought that he um was there as uh, zucker's henchman which Mm. you know i happened to be there in january of 2017 when uh trump called uh um What's his name? Fake news uh, hmm. pointed down. Jim Acosta? And, yeah, Jim Acosta. Yeah. And I was sitting in the head of PR's office, which is across from Zucker's, and Seltzer had just come off the air. And when he did it, they basically said, well, looks like we're going to war for four years. Wow. And they did. I mean, I thought it was a joke at the time. So I think Brian served a purpose for, I mean, you know, John Brian was part of a, a website called TV Newser back in the day yeah. that covered... The media, you know, and he has some chops on that. And then, you know, everyone just fell apart during Trump. As far Trump way. broke 'em.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Sure. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on. We talked a bit about with the, with these personalities quitting and imploding. But uh, we'll get to all that. So sure. thanks for hanging out, John. Yeah, and absolutely. we got Seamus.
3: Seamus, I run a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. We upload once a week with the exception of this yeah. week. We're actually going to be uploading extra content next week. So go over there, subscribe, hit the notification bell.
4: I love you all. It's excited for the show. It's interesting you said that. Zucker said a four-year war was about to commence in 2017 because it does feel like they lost last year. Uh, yeah, CNN. I, I, my numbers also are up 2,000% on Twitter. I got 50 followers 2008%. on Monday. 2,000%? And then a, I got 50 on Monday and then 1,115 on Tuesday. Wow. From 50 wow. to 1,000. Um, I, it feels like in the culture war that we won a big battle. A big battle was won when Elon put forth this buy deal and now the enemy's in a route. It's as if we're taking multiple hill <laughs> after hill, repositioning our strategic offense.
1: It's I'm true. Happy. It's like as soon as Elon it's like, you know, uh, like Gandalf in uh, Battle for Helm's Deep. We, we we go for one last ride, storming through the orcs, and then we see up on the hill and the sunlight comes in. And then all of a sudden the Rohirrim's are charging <laughs> down. But uh, it's not just—as soon as that happened, it's like all of a sudden on every front, like you were saying, Ian, just different fields are getting taken. Wow we'll talk about it Yeah, this is why they have a ministry
3: of truth now that they've announced mm-hmm. right yeah, they yeah. Know, we're winning they are starting yeah. to win
0: i think you're right i think they're starting to notice the mainstream media is falling and that has been the pr wing of the democratic party so i think that's why they're. and coming. i think people
2: thing. had a lot to say um and now they're not as afraid with elon out there yeah. i think they see somebody putting money up to yeah you know it's bring back some level of balance
3: Well, isn't it incredible how as soon as Elon Musk said he wanted to have more fair and equitable rules on the website that would allow people from both sides of the political aisle to voice their opinions, people on the left freaked out and then people on the right just started posting like crazy.
1: Well, we'll see. We'll see. I have a lot to say about this. So, uh, of course, Lydia is pressing the buttons. Yeah, I am. But oh, that's yes, what sorry, I'm doing let's... in the corner. I'm <laughs> just jumping buttons.
0: in. Yeah, pushing buttons over here.
1: All right. But uh, we'll talk about that first big story where it looks like Twitter uh, Twitter lied or, mm. or was accidentally wrong. Okay. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to help support our work as a member. You'll get access to exclusive segments of this show Monday through Thursday at 8 p.m. I'm sorry, at 11 p.m. I always do that. 11 p.m. These are the uncensored not family-friendly versions of the show where we all swear quite a bit and get angry about stuff. And that's at TimCast.com. But as a member, you are supporting our journalists. We're going to be hiring more. We're going to be doing more shows. We are about to do some big marketing moves. We've been marketing Chicken City, which has been very, very successful. But that's more of like a a, a hokey kind of family thing. We really are going to start doing a big push for Tales from the Inverted World. We're going to be hiring more journalists because we want to engage with culture, create culture, and challenge the cultural establishment. With your support as members at TimCast.com, we will do it. So don't forget to also smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Take that URL right now. Post it everywhere. That's the most powerful thing you can do. We have done no marketing ever for this show. And it's about to change. But uh, the grassroots marketing really has made all of this possible, so thank you guys so much. Let's check out this first story from The Verge. Twitter miscounted its daily users for three years straight. How did this happen twice? Yo, The Verge is a progressive website. When they point out you're doing something wrong, something must be really wrong. They report, Twitter overstated the number of daily users on its service for three years straight overcounting by up to 1.9 million users each quarter the error was due to twitter inadvertently counting multiple accounts as active when they were all tied to a single user even if they weren't in use these incorrect usage numbers were given for q1 2019 through q4 2021 this somehow this is somehow not the first time twitter has done this in 2017 twitter also realized it had been overstating its user figures by 1 to 2 million for 3 years the repeat mistake was revealed today in Twitter's earnings release for the first quarter of 2022. Here's the amazing thing. The earnings report was bad. They were they were down a bit. I think was it like 30 million less? They, uh, it was uh, let me just pull up the, the timcast.com article. Twitter's earnings report shows missed revenue projections. They were they were uh, uh, projecting 1.23 billion making only 1.2 billion. Now, that's not that bad but their money is going down. And I predicted this, this likely, in my opinion, would have resulted in a stock drop-off, but because Elon has already agreed to buy it, stock is likely going up or staying the same. In fact, the fact that the stock isn't currently sitting at $54.20 says to me, there are some people who think the deal won't go through and it's possible, but this is big. And it could be a reason. Many people on Twitter are now saying this sounds like fraud, yo, like Twitter was lying. They were lying to the advertisers. They lied to Elon Musk. I don't think Elon Musk would decide not to buy the platform now, but I wonder what this means for the deal, and I wonder what it means for Twitter's executives. If any, if, is anybody going to get in trouble?
3: Yeah, I mean Elon's ability to negotiate downwards. Um, also, of course. Let's point out the fact that Twitter, which has decided that they would take it upon themselves to determine what was or was not misinformation in the outside world, would not even deliver accurate figures on how their website was
4: doing. I, I'll tell you, man, I worked behind the scenes at Mines developing that company for a decade, and there is no way that they did not know that one person with five accounts is not one person. They, they, they're intentionally allowing that to play. For, for to overvalue the company this is insidious
1: let's let's uh, let's drive that I don't point. know that for sure of course well, i can't on. I can't prove that let's drive this point home
4: Ian
0: it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win? You were a co-founder
1: at Minds.com, a social media platform with millions of users. You watched, uh, you've seen internals. You actually moderated the platform. In your expert opinion, having run social media infrastructure, Twitter knew that that was
4: wrong. I bet so. there are 7,500. Yes, yes. There are so many employees at that company, 7,500 plus employees. I would imagine 30%, probably 10% of them knew.
1: That's a good point too.
2: Not, Not a single person said, hey, wait a minute, guys. I think if you've got a company that knows if somebody misgendered somebody, uh, (laughs) you know, if somebody and that can shut them down and are are that deep into the daily workings of their site that they didn't somehow know how many people were using it is kind of.
4: They might be calculating daily active logins, which is the dirty game to play because it's the one person logs into five different accounts, then it's still one person.
3: Well, I mean, look, if they couldn't figure out how many people were using their website, all I have to say is they need to learn to code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. I knew oh, somebody what? was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah we we're
1: waiting
4: for it. Yeah. They do need to learn that.
1: But, but uh, uh, I don't know what happens. Does anything happen? Is I mean, look, we're seeing a lot of victories across the board, but does anybody really believe
2: someone will be held accountable for this stuff? I, I predict that there's going to be a lot more that's going to come out of this closet at Twitter, that this is going to be less of the problem that I think we're going to find out as far as what's been being manipulated over the last X amount of years. Uh, well,
1: as we pointed out earlier you know, in the intro and the other day, this weird conspiracy theory that I think is backed up by more than enough circumstantial evidence to say there should be a probe— I believe there should be a criminal investigation because uh, Jack Dorsey as well. I I, I can't remember who else, but I'm pretty sure other people from Twitter have testified before Congress under oath. I'm pretty sure they were all under oath, right? Yep. As saying they did not have political blocks or anything like that. Now we're seeing serious circumstantial evidence that that was not true. Of course— I'm not confident anybody would do anything about it.
2: Well, during the hacking, when we were talking about the day the blue checks disappeared, there was screenshots that were sent out that showed there was a box to click for shadow banning. Like that was a real thing that got out that they kind of, you know, whisked away. And But there was yeah, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that did come up after that popped up that they showed these screenshots. Um, I mean, the bigger day was that it, had been hacked, but then there were all of these screenshots that popped up that there was this this, you know, console that showed uh that there was an ability to kind of quiet certain users. Here here, here's the
1: game they play though. So if we if we go back to twenty eighteen, we have the story from EndGadget, Twitter's shadow banning bug unfairly filtered six hundred thousand accounts. Jack Dorsey confirms this. They say, you know, our algorithms were unfairly filtering six hundred thousand accounts, including some members of Congress from our search autocomplete, but how did it happen? Blah, 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 blah. You know what they would say? But it was not political. But it is. Wasn't intentional. What the game they'll play is, right now, uh, Elon Musk, he posted the meme of me and Vijaya Gade, and it's like the circle where it's like, here's left-wing bias. And a bunch of leftists were like, is misgendering really political? <laughs> They're arguing that purposefully dead naming someone is political. And I'm like, it is. It is not a moral statement. Conservatives do not agree with your worldview and define things differently. It is inherently political. They don't accept that. So they argue it's not political.
3: So then they'll say, "Well, we're talking about pronoun use. Has nothing to do with politics, right?" Well, they're completely full of it. They know that referring to something as non-political is just a useful rhetorical tool. So they'll everything assume, is political. Exactly. Exa- so they'll say everything is political, but then when it comes to something they want to be taken for granted, they'll say this isn't political. Human rights aren't political. It's like, well, actually, the reason a political system exists to a large extent is for us to figure out on a political scale how we treat each other. So yes, it is.
2: But also most most of these mistakes that if you look back to over the years that were happening, just coincidentally, were happening to conservatives. Mm-hmm. I mean, over and they, over. you didn't see like Sank uh, and uh, all these giant liberals on the right, on the left, you know, their, their accounts being shadow banned or losing people or being, for that matter, being suspended for anything. Um, the,
1: the redheaded libertarian, a good friend of ours, Josie, that's her Twitter, follow her at Official. She was banned on January 20th of 2021 and reinstated abruptly this year, randomly on Tuesday. And she said, "This has, has this happened to any prominent left-wing profile? No. Not a single one. Have, has anybody seen any, anybody? Look, no. I follow people on the left. I interact with them. I have not seen a single person on the left be like, whoa, my account was just brought back. That's so weird.
2: I've never met a person on the left that had their account suspended. Yeah. Everybody brought well, back. I, I, I,
1: there, there, were, there were a handful I mean, of like, people, anti-war, yeah. oh, uh, yeah, well. anti-war, anti-establishment leftists, they got nuked. That's funny. <laughs>
3: or, or people on the left who were part of that rare breed that actually spoke out against the COVID restrictions.
1: Right,
2: right.
3: Yeah, the uh, uh, several people
1: from Occupy Wall Street had their accounts nuked. And I think it was because what, it's, what we're really seeing is establishment versus anti-establishment. Mm-hmm. And because the people associated with the sphere of influence of the right order, if you want to call it, are anti-establishment, they're more likely to get hit. But there, there were. So uh, Project Veritas did an expose. And they found that um, I think it's live action is it's right live action that yeah. would be Lila yes. Rose's group. Yes, right. yes. they were Pro-life being censored by I think it was Pinterest. Hmm. That's yes. right. Yes. But I in that this. blacklist, I think it was Pinterest. In the blacklist was also um, anti media. I think it was one hmm. of these anti war groups. Yeah, it was
4: anti media group. It was anti
1: media yeah. and uh, uh, Scott uh, Scott Horton. He's from no. Is he? He's anti war. He's anti war. Yeah. Okay. So the anti media guys are like fairly anti war, and I said, hey, that's a big deal too. I think what's really happening is if, if you are in line with the establishment, they don't care in what capacity. Right. You're protected. Mm-hmm. If, so being pro-war, look at look at these conservatives, I'm doing air quotes, who are staunchly pro-war and align themselves with Democrats. They're all fine.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like I don't think Liz Cheney's going to get shadow banned anytime soon. I don't think anyone was ever concerned about that for her.
4: You guys think that corporations should be allowed to have blacklists, social media networks? No. Well, what do you mean by that? Have like behind-the-scenes uh, lists that they can put you on that why not change the way that you see the network? It depends on the network, I suppose. I think the
1: change has to come once a platform reaches a certain size. Yeah. So if if you have a blog that reaches 100,000 people and it's like you know, a cowboy living blog and you allow people to post their cowboy stories, I think it makes sense to be like, hey, it can only be cowboy stuff. But if you have Twitter, which markets itself to everyone and it's open to all to have you know, the free speech wing of the free speech party. And then you start deciding, no, 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 no. At that point, it's there, there's something bad going on.
2: I mean, there were rulings that when Trump was banning people when he was president, that he had to unban them. I think right. there was a case. So, I mean, I think the courts are we're getting to a point where the courts eventually are going to weigh in on this, that, you know, a town square mm-hmm. certainly has a certain level of protection that I think is kind of just way, making its way through the system but we'll get there
3: yeah and you know trump wasn't even banning people he was just blocking blocking that's why i meant blocking. no it's true but also uh, we were talking about this i believe two episodes ago but that would be pretty in line with the decision of marsh v alabama again i'm no lawyer but it was basically decided by the supreme court in 1946 that even if you own a company town and it's your own private property if you open yourself up to the public square to a large enough extent you have to import the First Amendment, basically, or the civil rights that would be due to the people in that jurisdiction. I think that makes sense. What about Verizon? I think mm. Verizon
4: now phone companies? Yeah,
1: public? Mm. No, it's it, it, they're a common care utility. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. They they should have to they yeah. should have to provide service. But you know what they do. They play dirty games. So AT and T wouldn't let me open an account unless I gave them cash up front. <laughs> and I was like, I have literally no. I, I don't want AT and T that bad. I was, you know, because um, when we when when you when you travel, you want multiple networks. So, uh, particularly, we have a cellular bonding unit for when we're on the road that combines a bunch of different cell signals into mm-hmm. one. And that way, you can do um, better broadcast stuff. So, I said the best thing to do is to get multiple networks to avoid congestion. And AT and T was like, "Oh, you can you can sign up here, but you got to give us six hundred bucks up front." And then I was like, "You want me to give you six hundred bucks in cash right now just to sign up?" And then what happens to that money? We hold it. Like, I don't need your service, dude. But that's one thing they do to block you. So imagine, imagine you make 20 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. Can you afford to make a deposit that large? Mm -hmm. Yeah, This is what they do to poor people to say, we are not blocking them from the service. We just need a security
2: deposit, which blocks them from the service. I don't think you would need a lot of these laws and stuff if people, that's why I think when Musk put that, you know, the poll out, do you feel that this is a fair and it was 70% no to free speech. I think most Americans are kind of even keeled and they can see. I think if both sides felt that they were being treated fairly, there would be no problem. That's not think, possible. Right, right. And, and the, th-
1: the The issue is, I'd like you all to imagine something. Imagine there is a big sphere of water and there's a right side of it and a left side mm-hmm. of it. At some point, a small... Uh, bud started to emerge on the left side and get bigger it got bigger and bigger and bigger until it eventually budded off and flopped onto the ground that same sphere still has a left and a right but now there's this new sphere multicultural democracy staring at its parent constitutional republic so that that budded sphere of of influence doesn't care for principles or morals it wants power it wants to grow it will never be satisfied so there's no making it happy. Elon Musk says he wants everyone to be you know, equally happy or upset. I'm like, ain't going to happen.
4: Usually when the buds fall off the tree, it gets, they get eaten by like a zebra who walks away and poops it out somewhere else. That's how the trees <laughs> spread their seed. So maybe that's what I, this is. I think it's withering.
1: I think, I think what we're seeing now with Twitter in panic, with the, uh, these weird al- algorithmic changes, with CNN Plus collapsing, with Joy Reid losing her job, with, uh, with Corden, was it James Corden, quitting, with all of these things, what we're seeing is that it can't survive on its own. It butted off, but it has no source of, of energy. And so people like Jenk Uger and Brian Stelter and all these people who decided to join that sphere are now watching the walls close in on them as it dries out, as its life energy is evaporating all around it, unable to sustain itself. And they'll regret
2: it. Well, I think it has to do with also like ratings. It's it's there has to be anger. And a reason for people to come to something. And if you look at ratings on MSNBC versus CNN, you know if there's a giant terror attack, you're guaranteed that CNN is going to beat everyone because people run to these things. And I think that these types of these types of um, um, products pull people towards it. And you know there was an, a giant people. Uh, there were a lot of people invented during the Trump era that fed off of the rage.
1: Well, so let, let me let me pull up this next story from the Daily Mail. It's actually just a meme. Elon Musk hints he's shifted to the right over the last 14 years. No, no Daily Mail. That is not what he's saying. (laughs) It's hilarious. As liberals morphed into woke progressives, he is not saying he shifted to the right. He's quite literally saying he has not moved at all. In this image, I believe it's a meme from Colin Wright.
0: That's correct. Yeah.
1: That's uh, Congratulations, Colin. Very cool. Uh, uh, He posted a meme of me and now a meme of you. It is just a win winning week for us. In 2008, you can see there's the right-wing conservatives, the left-wing liberals, and there's me. Left of center. And it says my fellow liberal. In twenty twelve, the left started moving way far further left, and now me was closer to the center because left and right were spreading further apart. By 2021, me, the character in the comic, has stayed in the exact same place. But the left has gone so far left that me is now closer to conservative. And you know what's funny? Elon Musk, Musk Elon Musk. Elon Musk posted that. I always mix the next word up in Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk posted that, and I said that perfectly explains this show and me. We are not conservatives. We have always been. Uh, well, Seamus is conservative, I'm sure. Conservative, definitely. Same but man. I mean, like here, like me personally, and you know, the stuff I've been working on. You know, I got started covering news and media with Occupy Wall Street. I was I was politically active, writing punk music and protesting war with all these liberals, voting for Obama in 2008, and then throughout the next, you know, uh, Bernie Sanders. He was he was opposed to uh, immigration. He said open borders was a Koch brothers proposal. He wanted to help the working class. That gun rights was an urban versus rural issue. And I'm like, I like, I like, I like <laughs> this guy. He's been consistent. He's standing up for these things. I can respect that. And then Bernie decided to run along with the left, as did so many other personalities. And they sacrificed any sense of principle and conviction for tribe. So here I am standing in the same place. And now they're like, you're right wing. And I'm like, that's exactly my point. So you've got this memes posted. And this dude, this guy, Max, uh, verified Twitter user, posts it and says, the right literally tried to overthrow the government. The left nominated Joe Biden. And I'm like, you're proving the point. Nearly every single right-wing person condemned what happened Correct. on January 6th, said it was wrong. Some of those prominent right-wing individuals all said the violence was a big mistake and they shouldn't have done it. You didn't just elect Joe Biden. You are pushing for strange secret sexual conversations among children. You have now, uh, there, there, there's outright leftist policy like uh, uh, Bernie Sanders wants 20% of corporations to be owned by the workers. And you have, my friends, the Green New Deal. This is what I referenced. I, wh- wh- if you look at my, my videos, it was back in 2018, I think, when AOC was talking about the Green New Deal, I said, fantastic. I love the idea. The government should be taking this tax money and investing in wind farms you know, uh, solar energy, roads, bridges. Let's get the infrastructure built back up because these bridges are crumbling. We can't live this way. AOC is finally about to announce the Green New Deal. And I'm like, let's see it. And she goes, free healthcare for black people. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. All right, you want to have a conversation about racial issues and, and, and you know, they say they say people of color. I'm down, but what does this have to do with wind farms? So here I am actually looking at environmental policy. Instead, what do we get? Critical race theory. So, I'm not...
4: taking away, Seamus. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, this is
3: something we see the left doing constantly. You guys all know my theory. Uh, leftism is just a word that we give to social decay. Things change very quickly when they're breaking down. So, you demolish a building, it falls a lot more quickly than it took to put the thing together in the first place. Of course, there are a lot of people who are considered to be on the left who are now looked at as right-wing figures. And not only that, but far-right figures. Now, I'm only 27 years old, and yet I am old enough to remember when you had to be conservative in order to be considered far-right. Now you can be a pretty middle-of-the-road moderate type or even a soft liberal and be considered far-right. I can straight up be like, well, I,
2: for one, think we need a progressive tax and universal basic health care. And they're like, he's
3: far-right! He's far-right.
2: Well, it's just a pejorative now. It's just a label like anything else to put you down, call you a racist, far-right. And then people hope after the first label, you don't read about what you're actually saying. I, I mean, like alt,
4: alt-right. Like, yeah, alt- what because like is that? Is that up? Is, like, it's, is alt-right actually it's down? The, well, because it's the new Nazi, I think
2: right. was the was the kind of, during, during Trump, <laughs> was alternative the alt-right. The, the, the,
1: the alt-right had a lot in common with the woke left in terms of their racial ideologies. So racist. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's actually how the alt-right explained it in many circumstances, that it was actually uh, expressed to me. That the alt-right is basically Black Lives Matter for white people. Yeah, yeah. Right. That white purity right. movement is yes. it, exactly not, not, no, no, that. No, 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 no. White purity? That's a bit yeah. much. What they were it's literally like pride.
4: No, no, no. White pride. What they were literally saying
1: was- It's
2: okay to be white. That you, kind you, of
1: you, stuff. You, can, you can accuse them of secretly believing whatever they want. What many of these guys were publicly saying was white rights.
2: Right. They, I had they a were lot like, of white... all
1: we're trying to do is make sure that you know we have equal rights. Um, and, and look, you can call them liars, but that's what they were publicly stating. I had
4: a lot of mo- I had a moderate minds. I'd see a lot of white purity stuff that was really annoying. That's totally different. It was it I was mean, like that's white, white purity racist. stuff. Yeah. But that's, I think, where the alt-right came from is they thought that that was this dangerous racist, white racist movement. But this, this, Black Lives Matter is very similar. I'm not going to say the exact same thing, but it's no, also the, like the, a the, race the, movement. The
1: general idea, which allowed the uh, mm-hmm. like literal neo-Nazis to recruit, was that they were going to young white men who were frustrated for a variety of reasons, couldn't find work. And they were saying, Hey, do you see all those memes, all those news stories about how white people are bad and evil? Doesn't that frustrate you and make you angry? Join us. And they would say, okay, my grievance has now been addressed.
4: Yeah, and it'd be a normal guy would be like, okay, fine. And then he'd make a post that would say, it's okay to be white. And you'd be like, and then they'd be like, oh, he's he's indicating racism. This is a racist movement. You know, and
2: then the left, it's there's this kind of push on both sides. And then, you know, you make this symbol, this firefighter made, and now he's a white national. And there was this whole media circus behind all of it. That took, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of, you know, white supremacist fringes in that movement, but the vast majority of them were probably just guys saying, I'm a straight white guy, what's wrong with me? And then you get this pushback from the left saying you're this, that, and the other thing, and you make them more extreme because you're continually trying to one-up each other.
3: Yeah, I mean, and when you look at how hard the left has to reach and grasp at straws in order to conjure up any kind of narrative of America being a white supremacist country, basically all the hate crime narratives we hear end up being completely false upon further investigation. They don't hold up to the slightest scrutiny. Um, every single time they accuse someone of being racism, it's because they dog-whistled a dog whistle, which was also a dog whistle that could that possibly have some racist right. meaning behind. But, that only they could hear, and somehow only left-wing but also, you
2: would hear things like, you know, Asian hate, Asian hate, Asian hate. And then you would, you know, look further and it was an, a black guy with an mm-hmm. Asian, or a black guy, black. And then you watched in the media that the race, which was just part of, as being an editor, you would ask their age and normally their race, normally, just started to vanish. So if it was a group of five black kids, it would just say five people. If mm-hmm. it was five white men doing something to somebody else, you'd see something. Especially if it was a white guy going after an Asian, they would always show that it was a white guy. And, yeah, and then I was, found out I, that it was a lot of others, I mean.
3: e- even more insidious. So I'm not sure if y'all remember. Uh, a couple of years ago, there were there was a group of black young adults who kidnapped a white young adult with <laughs> autism and tortured right. him yeah. for days. And it, it was a consistent trend that in media they were referred to as kids, and he was referred to as a man.
4: Right? Were they even under though 18? they were
3: all over the age of eighteen? Oh, that's weird. Yep. Because, and it's the same thing, whenever you have any kind of racial narrative, if the white person is the victim and they're attacked by another minority group or a minority group, um, then the race is left out of it, but... If there's a minority being attacked by a white person, of course the racial identity is front and center. Ethnic identity is front and center in the reporting. It feels
4: like there's a very small minority of vocal racists that were like white supremacist racists that use social media to amplify it. And then there's a very small minority of black supremacists, these people that are like... Trying to run the black racist movement. And we're caught in the middle. Most people are. And they're like, what in the hell? But then it starts to seep into the politics. And then you're like, oh, God, we got to
1: take control of our government. I want to pull this tweet from Nate Silver. He says, folks, it's not that hard. The left has moved to the left in the U.S. And the right has moved to the right. What? That's not true. No. Pew Research actually tracked. And um, I think they did this based on the language used by both parties. Yes. It is plain to see. The right has moved a little bit to the right. Okay, fine. Fair point. The left has gone completely off the rails. So from where I'm standing, I can't even see where the left is. I'm like, what are they doing? I look over to my right, and I'm like, oh, there's a guy who doesn't believe in gay marriage. I'm like, but but that's recognizable to me. I disagree, but I've seen that before.
2: The difference as a gay man, let me just tell you that. The, The difference was in the past, if you weren't against gay marriage, that was fine. You know, that was one thing. Now the left has to destroy you for that view. That's how, so the old left would just be like, you know, give them a chance. It's not going to change your life. And now they're finding out where you work so they can tell you're Bloss, you're a homophobe. That's the, from a gay man's point of view, who looks at all this insanity and sees that, I've seen that change. Where You could just disagree. Like say, I, I don't think that, I think it's a traditional thing that, you know, man and a woman. Go have your civil unions. Fine. The liberal in the audience would be just like, oh, you know, you should really think that over. Now the liberal in the audience gets on Twitter, tells them who you are, and has you fired. And that's how far the left have gone with these types of things. And you can pick any topic. And they'll do the same thing. Yeah. I, wanna, I
4: do believe that the the right has gone further right. It's just been banned off of social media because I I had to administer these people on mines. Like I saw them exodus from Twitter, YouTube and Facebook and like I, they were very extreme. Yeah,
2: I think what's happened is when I think and I hate to keep saying Trump all the time, but when he came along, an industry popped up where you had this disinformation and fact. For some reason, we had social media for years that didn't need fact checkers. CNN was from the 80s and didn't have a a front and focal fact checker that needed to come out every 10 minutes, Dale, and tell you what he was right. Or That's what the journalist was supposed to do. And I think what happened over the years was that the highlighting of these terrible things um, were amplified. And so an event occurred. There was six people. Now there's white nationalism. And then Trump must like that. And then all the just like if you're a conservative today, then you agreed that people should burn down the Capitol. I mean, that's where we are in in your discord these days. If you're conservative or you voted for Trump, then you think that the riots were fine. And I want
1: to I want to I want to point out another big issue in all of this, too. And I have this Pew Research Democrats and Republicans more ideologically divided than in the past. And we can see ninety four oh four twenty fourteen. 2014 This is the chart that's often cited by many people. There's another one that updates it and it shows a later year, I think 2018. You can see in this chart at the very least that in the, in the 90s Democrats and Republicans overlapped greatly. In 2004, they did quite a bit. Republicans had a bit more. By 2014, the Democrats have moved much further left than the Republicans have moved to the right. You can see by looking down here at the bottom right. Now, The Democrats jumped, I think, like three or four points to the left, and the Republicans have moved like one or two. Here's the fascinating thing. Nate Silver has another bit of data from Pew Research saying the exact opposite. This killed me. This shows the Democrats staying static and the Republicans going to the far right. But Nate Silver also said Hillary was going to win. Ooh. But these are are both from Pew Research. Right. So what will happen is Nate Silver chooses this and says, see, the Republicans went far right. And then what did we just cite a moment ago? I cited the data saying the opposite. So- I just – I throw this in the garbage. I'll tell you this. The only real change I've had in my politics is gun rights. Right. I used to be kind of middle of the road like, eh, maybe there could be some gun control. And now I'm like, no gun control. Everybody gets 50 BMGs. Mine is um, Everything health. else is basically the same. Mine's
4: social medicine. I used to be all about it. But now I see these people that just eat crappy food and refuse to stop. I'm not right. going to pay for them. Right. Yeah,
3: I mean – No one with any sense can take a chart like that seriously. It's just something that left-wing people believe in because they buy into all the hate hoaxes they hear from the media, and they genuinely believe that America has become a fascist country because Donald Trump was uh, elected fairly in 2016.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money If you're a decision maker, adding ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. dot slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woo hooer a hand clapper, a high-fiver? I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DGW were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18+. We did a video
3: about this for Freedom Tunes where we debunked a similar. Analysis that Carlos Maza was using. And so we sort of went through it and pulled it apart. But in order to get figures like this, the one that we debunked specifically, which I'm, I'm sure uses a similar methodology, basically put Obama and Harry Truman on the same level with respect to how far to the left they were. Anyone who knows anything about history or either of those men will tell you that that's absolutely ridiculous. And You mentioned earlier that Obama is on the right, technically speaking, or according to the the analysis you brought up earlier. He was the most far-left president we had ever had up until the point when he was elected.
1: He campaigned on universal
3: health care, a a dramatic and complete overhaul of our health care system to the left. That was substantial. And as a senator in Illinois, he voted against the Born Alive Act, which would prevent you from being able to kill the child after they were born, if the abortion failed. Let's let's let me address this tweet from Sawyer Hackett, who responded to Nate Silver.
1: Sawyer is a blue check host of uh, Our America podcast, and he says, "The left healthcare should be free. I think the right Washington is run by a cabal of child trafficking pedos, and we should violently overthrow them." Both sides, am I right? Well, let's break this down. <laughs> the left is some people who think healthcare should be free, but would that include me? Well, I just said I think we should have universal basic health care. I say that all the time. No, it doesn't include me. I also don't think Washington is run by a cabal of child trafficking, you know, whatever. I think that's just corrupt people doing corrupt things. I do think people like Epstein have uh, a strange amount of influence among powerful global elites, but that's a fact. Mm -hmm. So what is he really referring to? What they're doing is either they're completely blind or they lie as a means to an end. When they say by any means necessary. When they smash windows, when they kill, when they lie, cheat, and steal, and then they look at a group of, you know, 800 or so people who violently rioted at the Capitol, and we sit here and say, that was wrong, they shouldn't have done that, and those who are violent will go to prison, they ignore that outright. When they lie and make up things about the parental rights and education bill, they, this, this is the game they play. Now, there are people on the right who play a similar game for sure, but at, look, I'm approaching this from, I read different news sources, I use ground.news and look at the bias and ownership of these news outlets. They can show you if it's conglomerate, private interest. They can tell you if it's left-leaning or right-leaning. And what I find is that on the right, for whatever reason, someone like Ben Shapiro, one of the most prominent conservative personalities, whether or not people like him, he's very famous with one of the biggest podcasts in the country, the world. And he is a very moderate conservative guy. He's not far right. He's got your traditional conservative positions. And he bases his assessments on fact. On the left, you have people like Rachel Maddow, who for years said insane things about Russia. Cenk Uger, who just called for intervention in Ukraine because he thinks Russians are staging, waging this war because they want to kill gay people. You have people like Joy Reid, who didn't she claim that she uh, got hacked? hacked? Yes.
2: But did they debunk that? No, she wasn't hacked. She had right. written all these anti-gay, uh, homophobic things, and then, you know, she was going to get investigated, and then that vanished. And... Lies.
1: Oh, yeah. Let me let me go through the... Should we go through the lies again? I mean, do we really have to keep doing this list? Of <laughs> oh, we only have the like an hour and a half kid? left. Yeah. I, know. I don't know, I don't know if you time. can. Kyle Rittenhouse. The Daily Beast has now been rated as caution, fake news. I'm adding the fake news part, but caution, you know, very big violation of journalistic ethics by NewsGuard, and it's primarily because... Everything they report on Kyle Rittenhouse was wrong and they refuse to correct it. That's the left. That is the establishment. And it is the people who are like, you know, you've got these leftist personalities who are like, well, I don't like the Democrats. I'm on the left. But you all should vote for Joe Biden. Joe Joe Biden is a corrupt authoritarian and these people supported him. So spare me. At the very least, I can explain Donald Trump. He's a bull rampaging through the ivory tower. Don't like him and the things he does. That's Fine. He was a bull rampaging through the ivory tower. I could, I could accept that, but I like some of his policies. They play this game where they they're they're obtuse on purpose, or they're genuinely just broken people.
2: Well, they also in the media they'll they'll just leave facts out, and they do look the Covington kids. You can go down the list of things, and if you own the shop like they do, they're not going to report it. And they've they've lived through this whole existence where they're not used to being called out, and they you know. Roger Ailes said to me once about, you know, and he's famously said to it in in public that, you know, there's 30 liberal sites and organizations on the left and there's just us and they can't they lose their mind over us. And it's because they call Fox like the canary in the coal mine. So you, you notice if you've watched Fox and God only knows I lived my life doing this for a living, which was. They've been talking about the border for months and months and months. And now all of a sudden you start to see this creep into CNN and Title 42 and what are we going to do? And you're like, if you've been watching Fox, you've heard about it since, you know, last year when they were coming across the border. So the media has famously, when it comes to writing about the left or the right, they will pick and it's the gay, you know, the gay don't say gay bill. You know, nothing in the bill said gay. And yet it's if you looked at the headlines, they just copied and pasted off. They went just because, you know, I've worked in newsrooms. It's a bunch of 20 year old people afraid to not go on a date. And it's a bunch of old editors who are afraid to get yelled at on Twitter or afraid to not go on a date, no, afraid, afraid to, go- to afraid that they won't. You know, if you have oh, a bunch, right, of, right, right. I've seen it in conservative new rooms in D.C. where You still have young people who are quote unquote conservatives, but they are very in tune to what people are saying to them about them on Twitter because they have to live in this liberal city. And so it affects, you know, it affects, you know, what we're seeing with everything is fierce ability to come back at people. Like, you know, you do and other people. They, you know, you will say what you mean and not worry about it. Whereas you have so many people who are terrified because they see what happens to people. They get canceled. I mean, you know, this libs of TikTok comes out there and just basically just rewrites what people... Not saying... You didn't change you it. Just post like, the video. Yeah, it's like Hillary's emails. Nothing of those emails were made up. That's what they said. You know, let people read them and all oh, these people are crazy. But the libs of TikTok is a perfect example. She has a million followers now because of these people. But they are so threatened by just... But all it did was bring and take the filter out of the media, because you think the media is going to go look at what people are saying about kids being taught this or that in school, because those are the facts. Take a look at this story from uh, 2019.
1: (laughs) When did Barack Obama become a Republican? Oh, boy. I don't know. How about this one from The Washington Post? November 22nd, 2019. Barack Obama, conservative. Yeah, so when they're like, the right has moved to the right, and also Barack Obama, who's in favor of universal health care as a conservative and Republican, y'all have lost the plot. I'm sorry. There's just not even a point to reading through this stuff at this
2: point.
3: Well, but here's the thing. Barack Obama is not to the left as the niche far-left ideology that like some 16-year-old on Twitter is huh. posting about. Therefore, he's on the
2: right. Right.
4: I don't All know. right, I, I can't contribute because I don't know what the right and the left are anymore. Donald Trump was a liberal guy that ran for the Republican tribe. Party. Tribe,
1: it's tribe. I guess Tri- so. That's and it. depending on where you're Blue, standing, red, a, B, your feelings, up, down, like, one, two. It's, it's left I think or it's right like a, of, yeah. I
2: think it's a community. I think people, but Trump, Trump was the guy. I said this before. When you were the boomer me or Gen X yelling at the TV, he yelled back. For years, they would scream at the TV about immigration or something. And for once, a politician actually yelled back at them, and they heard them. Like somebody heard me yelling, and they went out in droves. I friends up in Massachusetts who were staunch liberals who were like, you know what, I'm going to vote for him because I've seen Hillary, and I don't want that, but he speaks to me. Now, you know, 10 years ago as a conservative, you, you know, you'd be thrown out if you even a hint that you cheated on your wife. And now that's fine because people were so sick of being talked down to that, you know, the flyover states and this and that, that he he hit a nerve in people. And everyone, you know, the people who voted for him remember him in the 80s. They weren't, you know, they remember Ivanka. They remember that whole show of a mess that took place in his life. They knew it wasn't going to be pretty. But they wanted to blow that city up. And, you know, it blew up the media, him, (laughs) everyone around him, and, you know, it changed America forever.
3: You mentioned some of the misdeeds in Trump's personal life. The left spent years telling us that we shouldn't care how a person conducts themselves in their private life. What we should care about are the policies policies they support as if a political leader is just a set of policies and not a person who has to make moral decisions by the people that they're committed to. And then Trump comes along and he absolutely did not follow the rules that I, uh, as a Christian and many conservatives would say that a political leader should, but he didn't hate us. He didn't absolutely detest us like virtually every other political leader of my lifetime has. And so conservatives said, you know what, we'll take this guy. And the left went, but don't you care about his personal life? Didn't, didn't
1: he call Rosie O'Donnell a fat pig <laughs> yes, or something? he called so her a fat bad. pig. And everyone was laughing and screaming and cheering. And Yeah, the
2: I mean, you know, he, he said things that a lot of people thought. And it was... People, you know, he, you're right. He, he didn't, he's a billionaire who should look down from his tower, but for whatever reason, if you talk to these people, especially people at the, I went to some of these, these events with him and it was like a God showed up because it, it's a lot of people who spent a lot of years caring about the country and watching it tick away. And somebody, now he was flawed and you can say what you want about him, but his heart was at least in the right place from their point of view. And,
4: you know, we need the, the Americans <laughs> want to be involved in the political process as well, They should be and the presidents. There are representatives. So for correct. a president to respond to you and allow themselves to be changed by your opinions. That's the point. Well, and, and I think he embodied that. And that's yeah. why and, a lot of people really like Donald Trump. And yeah, I also
3: I also want to mention this on the point of his personal life and his private life. It's not exist. It's not as if we just had this abundance of a very well-conducted moral people <laughs> to choose from for the president right. of the United and, States. Like, you didn't have the most moral person who had ever lived running next to Donald Trump. Hillary it was Trump Clinton. versus Hillary Clinton. Yeah, As you In the Republican primaries, it was like Trump versus a bunch of swamp creatures. Yeah. Right. Jeb Bush. I, 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 for the oh, most yeah. part, not all of them. But. I When I saw
1: Hillary in 2016, I just laughed. I was like, you think I'm going to vote for that? You're insane. Oh, so, so nice. This lady was like warmonger of warmongers. But she, but the first female president. Oh.
3: And you know what? She doesn't believe all women. <laughs> if you remember me, Monica let me,
1: Lewinsky. Let me pull up this next story here. So I've got this some good news. Let's, delicious. let's, let's talk about where we're heading. CNN plus to cease on Thursday, two days earlier than announced. CNN plus couldn't even fail on schedule. All right. <laughs> oh, that's wow. brutal. That is brutal. Well, this is a, this is a big change. I mean, CNN put uh, three hundred million, I believe, into it, right?
2: Yes, three
1: hundred yeah. million.
2: And you know the the story behind it is, uh, you know, somebody I know at Discovery called it a, 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 an ego project, basically uh-huh. a Zucker ego project, and it was tossed in by the guy who left there, kind of as a we wanted this, we're going to do it. You're stuck with it. And I don't think anyone thought that they were just going to shut it down because you know. That's a pretty big move to bring over Chris Wallace and so forth. Oh, now wow. I had reported that when Chris got over there, he was, you know, having people count, like interns count how many times. He was furious. Because you know, the staff was different. It wasn't as big of an operation. His ego. One of the little secrets is like most of these anchors hate each other. Like there's very few people. Like Don Lemon and and Cuomo, you know, used to have these little chit chats with so boy when Cuomo left. Lemon couldn't talk about him bad as fast as he could (laughs) and you know like famously Wallace and uh, uh, Tapper hate each other the problem was when Zucker left he left this giant vacuum of power because he was hands on and you know The thought that, and my old boss Dan Abrams did a thing once right when this launched was like, who thought this would be a good idea? (laughs) Like, who thought you wanted to watch? And Tucker, like, somebody said to me and I was kind of invested but not super was like, you know that Tapper has a book show on this. I'm like, a book show? We're going to listen to him talk about books on streaming? And I remember thinking to myself, that can't be true. And, (laughs) And there it was. And, you know, I've been in the media 15 years and there's this not only is there a city bubble in New York and DC, there's also a media bubble within them that they think that they live in this moment and they live in these big important roles and you, if you try to question their judgment or, or disrupt their judgment on how things should work. And you know, you know, it's kind of like when Facebook years ago said pivot to video and all these companies spent millions of dollars spending on video equipment and then nothing happened because I guess millennials wanted 15 second videos, not 30 second videos. But this was, you know, we need a streaming service because the kids are watching streaming. And most people think to themselves, it had to be like a lot of focus groups and stuff. Yeah, they paid money to be told that this would work. When if you asked a person on the corner, would this work? A homeless person who had a bare in like had watched cable in the last five years would say, God no, he wouldn't. You know, he'd you know, but they did. Did they not do? They did a study from, oh, yeah, right. and I can't remember whether it was KPMG and I don't want to, but it was one of the big ones that said, this will be X amount of X whatever. Now, to be fair, when, when Zucker came on, <clears throat> when he took over, he introduced documentaries. Now you look at CNN today and you think, wow, they have some pretty good documentaries. And people made fun of him when he did that. So he's had some good ideas. Let's just say that if they had endless amounts of money and endless amounts of time, Maybe once no one had cable anymore, and this was the only way to watch CNN, it might have worked. But when Discovery comes in and has, you know, X amount of billions of dollars in debt, and this thing is costing, and you know, Wallace is making 7 million. I mean, that's what they- They're paying him
1: 7 oh, yeah, million.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Had to be about- Worth se- every penny. 7 to 10 million dollars because- That's about what Lemon and those people make. Now, the odds are that Wallace is probably gonna end up with Cuomo's old time slot at nine, right? Because you got this guy. What are you going to do with him? He's a good brand. The problem with him, when I reported this, he has no beachhead. Both sides hate him equally. Yeah. Like the left hate him because he was near Fox. The, the the Fox people hate him because he couldn't just be quiet and leave. He he had to, sh- you know, poop yeah. on Tucker and mm. and the left, and they don't, you know, they remember this. And so he's kind of this island of people who.
1: But but I heard that the new, new the new leadership wants to purge CNN of yes. political stuff.
2: So it's happening. If you've just if you're a casual watcher and watch, say Brian Stelter, who right now is kind of this thing to watch as far as the tempo there. He's the guy who used to every Sunday go after Fox or tweet at Fox or say this stuff about. He hasn't said anything about Fox because they kind of set the rules where this isn't about this is a news organization. This isn't about going after another news organization. This is about, you know, and then the Ukraine, the, the Ukraine stuff happened. Perfect timing for the people in Discovery who wanted to see CNN go back to news because they do an excellent job. Calissa Ward and all these people are you know, bombs going off. It reminds the only people who are watching cable boomers and. Of, you know, Bernie in Iraq when, you know, we f- for the first time saw a war happen live during shock and awe. So it kind of reinforced that there is a business there. Now, the problem with that is no one's watching cable news anymore. And unless it's a crazy moment happening, people aren't running to the TVs. And God only know you guys in your 20s aren't sitting there watching cable on your pa- – if you even have a cable TV package. It used to be
1: that when I heard uh, – I, I saw that a tweet. That sound, yeah. When I saw a tweet and it said, thing happened – I would turn on CNN. Correct. I don't do that anymore. Right. Oh, wow. I right. turn on Fox,
2: and they lo- But they, but also that whole breaking news thing used to be when there was breaking news. Now Fox has it every commercial, and you, right. it's kind of lost its luster. Where you oh, used yeah. to hear that noise and something big was happening. But this will be probably one of the largest media disasters. For I hope for hundreds of years from now. I mean, it's the epic size of this. You can't even begin to
3: there's there's part of me that likes would like to believe that the people at CNN putting the project together saw the market research that showed it wouldn't work and they're like hold on let's just send it to Snopes first let's see if they <laughs> let's see if they can debunk this research telling us it's not going to work
2: again you can't imagine the egos at play yeah. and you You know, they live in now Hudson Yards, this gigantic building on this island with looking down at people and they all talk to each other. They all go to the same places. They all, you know, are all above everyone else. And, you know, the lack of failure and they just can't figure out why Fox
1: works. But this CNN Plus is the perfect example of the information CNN presents itself. Correct. They live in a bubble. Where they're all farting and then <laughs> rushing over to smell the person's fart I, and telling everybody it smells like cinnamon rolls. I call it
2: navel gazing, and it's uh, yeah. if you go to these parties, you'll like. I'll tell you one thing. Working at Mediaite, the best thing that ever happened was the CNN launch parties. When they launched this thing, I don't know what the number is, but it was hundreds of thousands of dollars for the launch party of this giant logo. CNN, no, giant logo. But no, it's just all of the media people come from all the different media places. That's why you know Fox is the outlier. Outlier, but you'll all see them with each other at different parties, and it's all this little club they're in, and they all know each other, and they've all worked with each other. That's why you see media reporters that, you know, will always, you know, kind of hedge what they're going to say because they're thinking, well, who knows what they're going to own someday and I might want to work for them.
3: Mm. Wouldn't it be hysterical if you turn on CNN? They're like, CNN Plus is doing great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. <laughs> well, they oh, did. Best you know, network ever.
2: Matt, <laughs> best. Are you kidding me? Matt Come Do- on. Matt Dornick, the-, the, the Oh, most, the
3: communication you know, strategist. Well, he's, he's, a, is. He's, a, he's, a,
2: he's a conservative gay guy who- was kind of invented for Trump because the CNN PR used to be the kindest, sweetest people. Like if they, working on the other end of it, when they didn't like something, it would be this nice email. And they got Matt to just become this bulldog that was basically the Trump version of a PR person at CNN. But anyway, he famously said it was doing great, and they were hoping it— and then it went out of business like two days later, CNN+. Plus.
3: Yeah, so Matt Dornick, this is a, a funny story here. It was pointed out that Joe Biden is not a practicing Catholic because by definition he is, and he doesn't give uh, assent to Catholic teaching. And so someone reached out to CNN— explaining this CNN you call Joe Biden a practicing Catholic he is not that is a factual error you should correct it Matt Dornick screenshots oh. the email and tweets it out saying this is really gross which personally personally speaking i don't think it's a great communication strategy it's yeah. so, like screenshot someone's email yeah, and yeah, then he, post it calling it gross but also he compl- he dismissed a blatant like clear-cut fact
2: yeah he's he's kind of the representation of what happened to CNN at the, in the Trump era in that it was all, they felt, the only way to respond to him is become what, see, they viewed him as just this ignorant, loud buffoon, and what they ended up becoming was the ignorant, loud buffoon. Like,
1: mm. I'm, I, the Chris Wallace news <laughs> makes me feel really good. Like, see, what, what, what's, your, what's what's the well, word? Schadenfreude. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. No, well. and.
0: With the Lucky Land slot, you can get lucky just about anywhere. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style
4: games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
1: Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions
0: apply. See website for details.
2: He was fine until, you know, he left people like Megan Kelly. When she left, she went to NBC. Now I love Megan Kelly and but everyone knew, you know, you are what Fox be- makes you. Your audience isn't going to go to NBC in the morning. That was like, weird. But she ended up with $30 million extra bucks in the bank. Hey, because they because yeah. she she said something offensive about, again, she was Black Santa and then said something she was. It wasn't even offensive. No, but was like, to them. It was like, why is that oh, offensive? Yeah. And yeah. they're like, you don't know. So but you they,
3: think they just wanted an excuse yes, to cut a contract? No, no,
2: contracts. no. Everyone knows it was. Yeah. Everyone knew it was a pile on. She knew it was a pile on. That's why she got paid and off she went. And now she's... Didn't well,
1: they – they initially did – was it the first, the morning show with Megan yeah, Kelly?
2: Yeah. Well, she had the morning show. Just like dancing and yeah, She Then and she and said this thing. Yeah.
1: Um, she asked, why was blackface offensive? Why
2: was blackface offensive? It's You're a news person. Well, she person. should be in jail. No, but you're a news person. <laughs> she belongs in and, prison. So, you know, that's the point. Like, what's the question you can't ask anymore is how mm. the news is made. Mm. Not what should – like, there's no more t- – like, Chris Wallace's father, Mike Wallace – You'd be scared out of your wits when he walked in the doors because there was nothing, there was, you know, no agenda with him. Now, of course, they were all left-leaning, but still, you know, we've come in, we are in a period where it's the words you're not allowed to say. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the words, there's a there's month, like, why do gay people get a month? Like, if I'm a, a reporter and I went into the headquarters of Gay Incorporated, why did you get a month like what happened why does everyone have to change their logos and except for in the middle east and why are you okay with that yeah and why you know and you can't show you know dr strange's new movie and then in there because it's a gay character does that bother you nope you can't it's like where did lgbtq plus a z where did that come from well, you can't like, ask those questions.
1: Correct. Well, but I, I, I will say, I thought it was strange that they moved Megan Kelly from what was it, Fox News Primetime yeah. to NBC Morning Shows. It's like a family,
2: woman-oriented right. thing. And it's, it's what happens to media people. It's they, you know. And <laughs> I love her to death. I love them all, but they, you know, you lose your mind. You become so famous. That you think it's all about? That's, yes, that's what
1: CNN well, Plus is. But let's let's
3: let's well, talk about some other uh, good news. Some other some other good news here. While you're pulling this up, can I just mention sure. something yeah. to his earlier point? So you said that CNN was kind of trying to do this tough guy thing and mimic Trump, yes. and I, I I noticed a little bit of that, and I think it's funny because a they clearly misunderstood. It's not just that people liked that Trump was a tough guy; they liked who he was going after. But even in the example I brought up of of Matt Dornick going, "This is really gross." <laughs> that's not a tough guy thing to no. say. No, it, that's not. Can you imagine Trump? going, this is really <laughs> gross, quite right. frankly. No, he would like, actually go after the person. <laughs> right. They didn't know how to do it. So, well, let's pull up this next story because it's good news.
1: Um, actually, John, do you want to explain what's going on with this? So
2: I reported this, and, you know, the media people are all like, oh, she's going nowhere. Joy Reid yeah. is out. Well, not officially yet, but Comcast doesn't like her. The people, Roberts and the people at the top don't like her. And I got wind of something that was said that, you know, they're going to use and i said this to somebody that if you notice in the last few days you saw that her ratings being leaked out as far as she's had the lowest ratings and whatever but she's just becoming offensive to everyone and it's becoming offensive to advertisers there's a lot of advertisers who are balking you know there's only so many times you can say that you know elon Musk bought it because he wants apartheid back like you can say that white people did x y and z but if you just start using it as An example for everything you just you start to become offensive to mostly even even black people find her offensive many of my black friends you know find many people i've talked to find her offensive she 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 does comparable to don lemon but that's not saying much yeah well neither of those people are probably going to be around for the the long term i mean take take a look at this this is uh tuesday's
1: ratings Mm -hmm. in the key demo this is fascinating Joy Reid with 130,000 uh, against Burnett with 170, Anderson Cooper with 170, Don Lemon with 136 and then 116, Jake Tapper with 140 and 159, Blitzer 152. That's remarkable because we do better than that in yeah. The key Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now, you look you look at Waters, 368, you look
2: at Carlson. Oh, yeah, it's not even close. 591. I've looked at these ratings for 15 years and nothing changes. Fox stays where it is and and, MSN, and, you know, for a long time, CNN wanted to be MSNBC because they were beating them. And right. then they decided, no, that's too to the left. And then Trump came along and you can't be what you're not. Wasn't Tucker Carlson on, on MSNBC? No, he was on CNN. He, he used was, to be a CNN show. Right. Yeah, he was. But he was on MSNBC as yes. well. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I mean, it, these... if,
1: if you combine Anderson Cooper from CNN and um, uh, Chris Hayes on MSNBC, you combine their ratings, it is still... Almost three hundred
2: thousand oh, yeah. viewers less than Tucker Fox. Carlson. Sometimes yeah. triples them combined. Like yeah. they, it's not even a contest. You, you know, there is media reporters who keep asking, like at MSNBC, they're giving Rachel Maddow millions of dollars to do nothing. She does one show a week now, and now has special projects. Good for her. Because, yeah, because they don't know what to do with her. What happened with Joy Reid's a fun story, and that it revolves a lot around what happened with George Floyd. And it's a basic narrative and that is there, you know, you, Al Sharpton's those types of people who have used race as a way to continue to make money. And she used it as a way to keep her job because everyone at MSNBC is terrified of her and everyone at NBC Universal is terrified of her. On the other hand, people at Comcast who see now, there's also other things coming, and speaking of someone we've talked about earlier, there's lawsuits coming about things she has said about people, and and so forth. And we saw what happened with the Covington kids, as far as you know how that went for CNN and others. And she has said some things equal about people that are coming down the pike. All in all, she's just not a a, a positive light for the network, and there she's made. And that whole gay thing has come back to haunt her in ways that. I don't think she's quite. well You can aware. never
1: survive on the left, man. No, oh, but see, you're
2: okay if you're on the if you're on the left and you say something like that. You're like, oh, it was hacked. Okay, move mm-hmm. on. If you're on the right, they would want to see the forensics of it before you'd get your show back.
3: And that's sort of part of my concern with what we were discussing earlier about Elon Musk potentially unveiling some sketchiness or potential fraud with twitter's code is that i think it would end up being the same kind of stories we got with hillary's emails everyone would know that there was foul play and nothing would be done about it and it would just sort of be waved away i do also want to mention however that when we're looking at wallace's numbers tapper's numbers uh even maddow's numbers i'm honored to say that i once did a cartoon that was a parody of a news show and it was literally just people farting and it got more views <laughs> than they do right. of course and it's it was easy. called but, the dangers of political extremism you got
1: this, this is yeah. this is important the key demo we're not winning against cnn when it comes to old people no so if you look uh this is this is a, a what do we got here 25 to 54 for us i believe around 80 p- percent of our viewers are 18 to 54
2: their so. average viewer is 68 or right. 69 so you Zero. look at this
1: cnn when you do all viewers they say 25 to 54 Rest assured. CNN is not getting 500, 600,000 viewers from 18 to 24.
2: Right. And there's no more airport video of them. So these are people probably in institutions or places they can't change the channel because I don't know any 18 year olds watching CNN. Yeah,
4: I want to see what their engagement is because they just have the TV show. They have a TV on from 4 o'clock to 10 o'clock and they just let it run when they're in the other room. How old is uh, Rachel Maddow? She's got to be in her late 40s or 50s by now. It's
1: it's a, it's a yeah a pulper, pulper yeah, age. I got it. and and uh, how old is Tucker Tucker's 50s hey, something
4: like Maddow was born in 1973 so she's
2: 47 48 yeah, it's,
1: it's really quite amazing um, it, it's a strange it's a strange thought for me the people who typically are like yo hey I know who you are you're Tim Pool when they greet me on the street or whatever same age ages me oh of you course yeah. Millennials uh, uh, often a lot of people who look like they're mid to late 20s I couldn't imagine being someone like Maddow. And you go outside and young people don't know who you are and then you see some old person like Hey hey you're Rachel Man, I'm a big
2: fan So it's either like the super (laughs) view cartoon. I'm still on (laughs) that. I bet it's the girl with the pink hair and the purple hair who come up to her or people who are invested in
3: the now in the script. Even those far lefties though, even those progressive types who are just completely wrong about everything, even they don't like legacy media. They'll watch Twitch streamers who have a left wing perspective. That's that's true, like you know, Hassan. Young yes. people are going to
1: know who
2: he is. Yes. Mm-hmm, yeah, I right. know who he is. Right, I'm Tucker
1: Carlson with nearly six hundred thousand in the key demo. Yeah, he's going to go outside, and young people are going to be. They like, know who, who he is.
2: They know who he is. They know who he is because he speaks to people. Like he speaks. You know, you guys have to take on the rest of this world, and I think he speaks to people who care about what's happening in the country. And I think, you know, Madog. It's incredible. She got her ratings were. Fox esque during certain like the whole uh, you know Russia Mueller report right. those types of things where people and that shows you where we are as a country because they're watching as a sporting event they want their team Trump to go down they want him Mueller to come up and say I got him and that's all they're watching it for yeah, it's she just, almost she almost
1: cried oh when yeah. the Mueller report well came famously
2: out. <laughs> media uh, I'm not sure you can see it on the site anymore but. Uh, a famous ABC journalist cried the night that Trump got elected. Um, and, and he called her out later, um, in, in one of the first times he met them. But yeah, there was a lot of people invested. I mean, that night was surreal just of how many people were sad. Something happened in
1: like 2015 to 2016. You know, in this period where people's brains just, just
2: crack. It, well, it, it was that moment. It was like Ben, what what's his name outside the Hillary event? Ben Rhodes, where he's just sitting there, that video of him just sitting there going, I, I don't know what happened. It's a famous video right after she gives her concession speech. And he's just like blindsided. And, and it's famous because... No one really knew what to say because one side of you were like, wow, I voted for him. But do you think he's good and sane? And the other side of you was like, yeah, you know. And I watched a lot of young people feel really happy about the future. And, you know, plus, I think the mood of the country was they were sick and tired of the establishment.
1: I want to mention this, too. It's not just Joy Reid. James Corden is quitting the late, yeah. late show. Yeah. Yep. Yo,
2: the, the machine is falling apart. Well, also, late night shows used to be funny. And now yeah. they're just political hit jobs. That's well, all.
1: Yeah, it's claptor. And yeah, there's so many of Colbert, them. It's Colbert, Colbert
2: coming up on his show
1: and saying, "Hey, hey, Republicans are bad." Yeah. Woo! <laughs> it's like, that's not a joke, dude. I'm not right. laughing. Or him
3: doing the vaccine dance thing.
1: <sighs> these people yeah. have gone nuts. <laughs> I
3: mean, look, late night is just by definition a really disadvantaged formula because a good stand-up comedian might come out with an hour every year. And then these late night hosts come out there, what, every night with something like 45 minutes of material. And so it's not going to be the best for the most part, even if you have talented writers, but they've stopped trying to be funny right. altogether. And it literally is just clapter, like you, know. you mentioned.
2: They always used to be an escape. You'd watch Showing My Age, Johnny Carson and these other people. And I remember you'd hear he'd joke about Nixon or something, but then he'd get on and people don't watch these shows to hear about how bad the Republicans are. And, you know, or the, it's the sophistry. Yeah, it yeah. is.
1: The, the Jimmy Kimmel. Why is he having political debates with people like Marjorie Taylor Greene on his show? Yo, can you hold on, guys? Uh, um, Moon Knight came out. <laughs> Right? It's it's a Marvel show. Here's Tim Marvel memeing. No, no, but I mean this. It's also, I mean, Disney's got new shows.
2: Mm. Why don't you come out and be like,
1: you guys see that new show? There's a new movie with Northmen. And then cool. everyone can clap and cheer for Alex Starsgard
2: <laughs> and he can make a joke about it. I would say that if you were a conspiracy theorist, you would say that there's a media apparatus that feeds off of itself. If you ever listen to what Colbert says at night, he's kind of picking up on what the theme of the day was for them going after whoever on um, Marjorie Taylor Greene exactly. so she's the the piñata for the left for the day and he kind of finishes it off at the end of the day and he, they used to do that in a funny way him and he, John Stewart's a perfect example and he's been in the news lately where he went completely crazy left the other day yeah. where he used to be I mean, he'd be he if you look at some of his oldest shows, he's going to be a conservative considered today. He used to be moderate in the middle, and he would grab everyone and you joke about some idiot saying something. So even the Republicans would be funny, and now you feel as though he knows that he has to do these things to survive, or he will be, you know, canceled. Just Aesthetic. like Nancy Pelosi is afraid she, AOC is going to cancel her. But these people
1: are uh, sad.
2: No, they Very are sad. They are
1: because you know what young people want authenticity correct old people i guess fine john you know you looked at some market research and they said john i'm telling you you gotta go woke and be as racist as you can against white people <laughs> right and then john's like i'm gonna do it and then <laughs> right. the rest of us are just like what happened to that guy right he lost his audience that elon musk meme. let me let me let me pull that meme back up look at this yep. this image right here this me in the middle that's John Stewart's fan base right no straight up John Stewart praised Project Veritas he mocked him a little bit in funny ways like making fun of James's clothing but said journalists where are you look who's scooping you how right. did these guys pull it off and then he used the reporting legitimately not ironically the acorn investigation correct I like
2: that I remember when he came out in his pimp outfit for the first time when he did his first show on Fox News. I remember it to this day and we did this whole write-up about him and you've watched as he, you know, and you're listening to a Google employee or whoever he happens to be getting, a CNN employee, producer saying, yeah, we lean left and the next day, somehow, that isn't what you just saw and that's what's happening is I think the autistic, I think people that are young know this is all BS. And, you, know, you know what it is?
1: It's that people like John Stewart bring in an audience, who doesn't pay attention to the news. Right. And then he says things, and the applause sign lights up. Right. And everyone's like,
4: yeah, woo, And there yeah. used to be interview shows up until 2006. The only way you're going to see an actor talk about their experience was on The Tonight Show or Letterman or something like that. Now they have their own YouTube channels. So right. You don't need that crap junk. And now they're just trying to fill the void right. with political And they have to trash. say
2: something. They have to S- f- crap on Trump. It's just like the, the award shows. I mean— You, you used to go to those for escapism, and now you know whatever is happening in the media as far as politics on the, on the right, you're just, and then there was the gay, gay, gay thing this time, where, you know, there was this gay bill, and, you know, everyone had to say gay, 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 um, and I think, and you see the ratings, like, do you not see what you're doing? No one's watching you anymore because they're, they're tired, it's exhausting. But But it's, but it's not, True. Correct. And that's,
1: that's the issue. It's like when they're going out and screaming gay, everyone's like, why are you doing that? Right. Cenk Uger of the Young Turks, he tweets out, conservatives claim to be pro free speech, but they literally celebrate a bill called Don't Say Gay. Oh my and gosh. I'm like, bro, the bill's not called that. Right. And he's no. like, yeah, well, you don't speak out against DeSantis for his anti BDS legislation. And I was like, we mention it almost every time we talk about DeSantis. We right. say it was bad.
2: Moving on. I tweeted and, I said, I think the gay Don't Say Gay Bill might be the largest, fastest fake news in history. Because if you were to look at it that day, every single headline started with Don't Say Gay Bill. And no one... I had this famous fight with Mark Hamill. I said, did you read the bill? I had thousands of people like coming at me, you know, because no one read the bill. You don't think Mark Hamill read six pages of this bill. It just says you can't. And then you're like, if you're going to pick a topic and as a gay person, trust me, that came out in 88, we have a lot of things that we had to overcome. If you're going to pick arguing over whether a K through third grades can talk about sex, you're, you're going to, I've said this in, in Sully, um, what's his name said it to um, you're going to set the whole cause back 25 years. Cause I've seen a lot of homophobic stuff flow out since then. Now everyone's this or that or pedophile or that let's, let's make this easy for people who aren't
1: familiar. I have no problem with critical race theory books in schools. I mean that physically I have a problem with critical race praxis in schools. That is in curriculum when teachers put critical race theory in practice in their lessons Now, if a school said, hey, kids, here we have the Bible and here we have Kimberly Crenshaw's critical race theory. We're going to analyze and discuss these ideas. I'd be like, that's cool. When they come out, they don't do that, though. What they actually do now is they say the Bible can't be in the school at all. But don't worry, there's no critical race theory here. We just put those lessons in the curriculum. Now, imagine this. Imagine if your kid went to school one day and he came back with homework and the homework said Jesus had 12 apostles. One apostle betrayed him. How many apostles did not betray him? You'd be like, "Well, hold on, based, <laughs> based." <to this> <laughs> but but it's like the math problem. Right. It's a, it's a math question. What was that? On the third day, Jesus rose. Twenty four hours are in one day. How right. many hours right. did it take? That would be praxis, taking the teachings of religion but putting it in math lessons. Right. Now, religious schools actually do this, and that's fine if you go to a religious school. In did- a public school, I don't think you'd have critical praxis. Or religious
2: praxis. But if the teachers want to discuss any ideology, I'm fine with it. I think the one good thing that came out of the pandemic is that parents figured out what their kids were learning in school. Like, you were just off the kid goes. And, I mean, these days, hoping he didn't get shot. But you just off they went. And then... Now you get to look over their shoulder while they're teaching these things. And I think it was a good, and you saw it in Virginia. You saw that was, the, that was
1: the meltdown. Yeah.
2: You saw that parents, you don't screw with the kids. And I'll tell you, you know, there was a lot of Democrats who voted for him because Democrats love telling you how to run your life until they have to, you know, do it to their kids. And uh, we got to see the, what happens when you do that, because, you know, you can't make everyone out to be Trump, um, you know,
3: I want to mention on the uh, parental rights and education chat, or uh, bill, I saw something in the Chicken City chat a couple days ago, and I wish I could remember the username to attribute it to them, but they said, it's not don't say gay, it's wait till they're eight, (laughs) which is so much more of an accurate way of describing the bill, and also helps you understand that it doesn't even go far enough. Right. Well, so this is, um, you don't want to give the guy too much attention, but
1: to respond to Cenk Uygur, because he tweeted back at me, saying, you guys love to claim the name is this, that, or otherwise, but it perfectly describes the bill. I'm like, the bill bans discussions
4: of traditional marriage. It's yeah, just insane. That the, the, they conflated uh, a bill that was trying to prevent teachers from telling kids not to talk to their parents about conversations with homosexuality is egregious. Like, it does a disservice to the homosexual community.
2: Yeah, and now we have the fact that you're learning that teachers are hiding, you know, transgender stuff from the – listen, that's the parent's kid. 24 hours, seven days a week. It doesn't become your kid. Teach them how to write and Mm. read and send them home. And if the kid, if the parents want them to read about sex at, you know, whatever age, hopefully before, you know, by the time they're 13 or 14 maybe. But, you know, there's nothing, I've read the bill. It's just, it's, it's logical. Now, you know, you could say the same thing about why can't they talk about my marriage with a man and a woman and no, but, you know, I've said this before there's an overrepresentation of gay people in the media there's a lot of gay people who work in the media tons of them and those people amplify they they make up six percent of the population that's the whole alphabet characters six percent and that's you know on a in they amplify these causes to a point where you know years ago that didn't happen and you're nowadays it happens because they're afraid to be called homophobic for not doing it
1: what we need is for all of these religious teachers to just have discussions with 5-year-olds about the Bible <laughs> right. and then to tell those kids don't let your parents know Right? are
2: doing you Bible imagine? study. Can you imagine? We're converting their religion yeah. against their parents' I mean, god. Parents, not well, it's,
3: and this is also very important like as a Catholic you would absolutely never be advised to baptize someone else's child without <laughs> right. their permission. Could you the, imagine? Well, and also because like as a matter of justice even though we have the full truth you don't own someone else's kid. You right. don't. But and so Biden, well, the idea that, the, the, he... but this is the point. They, they are such fervent fanatics. They they own your child in their mind. So
1: when you have this this case in Florida where the the student, female student, was getting um, therapies and treatments without the parents knowing, some of these are permanent. Oh yeah. Imagine if a teacher baptized your kid oh, my God. without you knowing. And that's not, that, that's technically permanent, but it's not like right. altering yes. their body. I, you know what I, I mean? Soul.
2: It's just, you know, the fact that kids are lonely and want to fit into a group. I remember going into the first gay club and I think the issue was it was that first moment I ever felt normal because there were people like me around. And that was 1988. And I can't even imagine today what it feels like for them that now you have to be part of this group and that if you're not that you know you're shunned or whatever but you know i i see a point of it but it's also a very very slippery slope that you're making decisions young i mean i came out in the aids um right dead center of it and got out of it without a problem because you know i saved sex and that was it but if you're young these days, the pressures on you to be something maybe you're not is permanent nowadays because, you know, once those surgeries and all that stuff happen, and then, you know, there's a growing evidence of people who are now saying, I wish I hadn't done this, that they're- Oh, yeah. Blair, Blair White's interviewed more than one person, yeah, I think. That they're saying that this was a mistake. I did it when I was young. I shouldn't
1: have done it. I was confused. Well, the issue is actually the, the algorithmic and media manipulation. Right. So this ties back to all the stuff happening with Elon Musk. When you have- no people to explain a negative circumstance, Correct. you only hear a positive circumstance. Right. And so what was happening was there was a subreddit that was about detransitioning. And it was people telling their story saying, you know, I didn't have a good time. Got banned. Right. There was a website. Got pulled. Any instance in which someone said, let me tell you this wasn't that great, would get removed for hate well, speech. Because there was a – These bit- these, okay. these kids would then only see
2: a positive message. Right. Because there became, I don't know when it happened, because being gay, you don't think about it, but I guess it was probably like 10 years ago where, you know, the the pride and all this stuff that comes out that you have to celebrate this, you know, that that being gay requires an extra level of celebration. And and it has to, you have to accept it. And especially as a parent, you have to accept that I want to be a, a man now. We went from tolerate To have to. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no middle ground anymore. And, you know, I've said this a thousand times, you know, whoever owns the language owns everything. And if you can say that this is hate speech because you have said that these people don't didn't agree or had a really bad time transitioning and here's 500 of them and that somehow offends the other side that you're not allowed to talk about it then you're going to create a big and but that's happening well, this, in our society with everything th- this
1: goes back to uh the twitter conversation again in which twitter's view of everything uh was that it was it was all filtered through a leftist lens correct and they kept saying they weren't biased and i'm and i'm and i'm trying to explain this to these guys i'm like you're so biased you don't you don't know you are mm-hmm. you are surrounded by nothing but people on the left, no one but leftists you've never talked to a conservative, so you assume right. when you hear an an opinion from a conservative it's a fringe opinion that no one cares about. Yes, I get it. Your brother, sister, and your friends agree with all of your opinions. You are not the world right. I find that the left tends to be. It's no surprise that they tend to be um, atheist, secular, or outright condemn or reject religion because they only view they, they typically view themselves as the uni- as the universal center.
2: And they're supposedly the most tolerant, which I was hysterical, but they're the least tolerant people you've ever met in your life. Um, and it's
1: and it's and it's kind of crazy that. But I think as they lose religion, whatever religion that is, as they lose a sense, their religion of, becomes their identity, their sexual well, identity. Well, what I mean is that people who. If you, if you believe there's something greater than you in any Mm -hmm. sense, be it spirituality, be it the universe, magnetic fields, you tend to treat other people more equally because you're like, I am a person and you're a person and I must do unto others as I would have them do unto me. But if you think there's nothing there, well, then you're going to be more ego driven. Right. You're going to be the one standing on the podium saying, I deserve this. Right. No one else. Correct. That's what we see a lot of. They want everyone else banned. Don't you say naughty words about me. You shouldn't be allowed to. I should.
2: Well, but- I think we're in a zero tolerance for hurting people's feelings.
3: Well, and this happened before when I spoke out on the show uh, a few weeks ago and just mentioned <laughs> that I don't believe in gay marriage. Media Matters did a write-up on the show, <laughs> and they also made it seem as if everyone on the panel agreed with me. Right, position. and it was actually just you. It was literally They said, they said,
1: they said Tim Castile panelists, and it was, uh, who was it, uh, Alex Brusowitz? Mm-hmm. It was uh, the three of us, and we both were in agreement with gay marriage, and you weren't, and they made it seem like the whole show was... And then Media Matters is like, watch out for these grifters who will change their opinions. And it's like, <laughs> not a person here changes their
4: opinion. Right. They just make it up. Yeah. They, fake news. You are saying people don't tolerate... What was it exactly? Hurting other people's hurting feelings. feelings, or that—that's yes. no, well. I think
2: that I think that we're in a society where hurting someone's feelings is violence. Now, well,
4: I don't. I have low tolerance for malicious behavior. If there's someone's trying to hurt someone maliciously, well, yeah. uh, then I'm going to step in. But if someone says something that someone interprets and gets upset about, usually the person that's feeling the upset, it's
2: in their mind. Right. There's something that they're going through. It's like being at a party with all of us, and he goes, "I don't really, just really not. I my religion doesn't conform to." gay marriage fine I don't believe in it either like like I I, you know I'm a traditionalist in a lot of senses that don't conform to what might be good for me just because I you know everyone's like you have to be pro-gay well no I I think this institution kind of worked and I'm not sure that you know but hey society decided in their own legal ways that that was the way it was going to be and so be it but that doesn't mean that those other people vanish the day you know, that those court cases came down, those people are still there and they should be able to. So what you're saying for X amount of hundreds of years of not having gay marriage is the minute you have gay marriage, none of those people's opinions can exist anymore in the same space. And that is the problem I have. And that is you can still be in the same room with someone who doesn't agree that, or that just being gay is horrible or I'm going to hell. I mean, who knows, you know? So, the point I'm trying to make is that those opinions should be able to exist in the same space. One doesn't get rid of the other one. I just want to point out, going back to
1: this meme from uh, Elon, I think it's funny because if you look at 2008, the far left person is actually right wing in 2021. So going back to what Seamus was oh, saying yeah. about Barack Obama, <laughs> oh, yeah. so so we, we, we focus on the guy in the center, the me, and how the center becomes you know changes and how he's right wing. But if the my fellow liberals stayed in this spot on the left and moved down, he would he right. would be right center right in twenty twenty one. Barack Obama running on universal health care in two thousand seven, in two thousand eight, and now they're calling him a Republican
2: and the drone king. Hell, Hell no. right, yeah. killing Americans with drones, extrajudicial <laughs> assassinations. Yeah, I mean, he even Clinton today would be. Um, you know, some of their views, and I lived through that. We were talking on the way here, was like, What were the 90s like? And I just remember, like, this just seemed less. But see, everyone didn't have a voice, and that was a good thing. There was no social media. The person who was crazy screamed at the end of the road, and now they have
1: a Twitter accounts. I think it is time that we start ignoring yes. those who drove off the cliff, and I'll just say, uh, um, you, I, I, I am a staunch leftist here who believes in universal basic health care, and you, crazy conservatives. Ooh, I shake my fist <laughs> at you. Those other crazy guys—they had nothing to do with this conversation anymore. Right? This is there's a there's a new center now. We're let's pull the center back, reassert what left and right are, and the crazy people who drove off the cliff—they're they drove off the cliff. They're not part of this conversation. I think
2: right. the economics for that are there. Meaning, I think you're seeing it with CNN. I think you're seeing it with cable news. The one that keeps. Trugging down the road is Fox And the right media Right media Seems to be going quite well And it's the left that seems to be Kind of going off the cliff Because I think that graphic says a lot About a lot of people in the United States That w- consider themselves Democrats Or left and now look and go What am I What I well, can't I say today
1: if, when I When I was on the Daily Wire's backstage live I pointed out the difference between us Here I am I'm you know I'm wearing jeans And a, an unbuttoned shirt and they're all dressed very very nice and I, and, I, and and we're all we're having a conversation where we mostly agree on, on a lot of issues like voting for DeSantis versus Trump. I just think it's funny that the issues that would really divide us, traditional liberal versus traditional conservative, don't even come up because they're in the they're on the back burner compared yeah. to the greater problems we're facing.
2: Right and we faced worse and that's the sad part like this country's like, gone through even in my lifetime my god i got out of high school and the, the, the economy was through the ground and reagan and you know there was a lot of we have the cold war we're going to die every day from like red dawn and down for red october <laughs> like that was our lives you know and there's this giant war going on that at some point russia's just going to be like who are we fighting considering all the and people are just like eh, i'm just i don't know and And the crazy thing is a lot of millennials don't realize they were born during the Cold War. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And their parents were crazy, probably drinking and smoking. And that gave us the millennials because there's got to be an excuse for how this ended up the way it did. But what I was saying is I think social media and stuff about what has changed in this. Like when I grew up, there wasn't school shootings. And because kids got home decompressed, they got away from the bullies, they were able to spend time with that geeky friends, go back, maybe get bullied that day. Now you have kids that can't ever get away from this, that right. they're, they're connected to this bullying and bad and good and bad. And I think also on the other end of the spectrum, I think in most societies, there's a lot of people who just don't need to contribute what they need, what they're like, just go scream in the corner, you know, you know, say it to your parents and stuff. But you there's some people that just don't need to tell the world. Like I've seen people, I've seen companies stop advertising. And I think it was Harry's with somebody who, from a Twitter account that said that they were, this company was, it, was a, it might be the daily that was they were yeah. anti-trans and the, the Twitter follower had like 38 followers.
4: Yeah, that was Harry's razors. And, and they had, wire.
2: so this, there's a disproportionate amount of power that a lot of these people have.
4: I think you make a good point about evidence for why public school is failing as well because it's creating an environment where kids are getting bullied on the regular, whereas this consistent bullying, they, they can't escape it. So it's another reason not to put
1: young right.
4: people in that environment.
1: I'm just fascinated that from where I grew up, you know, just going back to what I was mentioning before about Backstage Live is like even having this conversation with Seamus, most of the political conversations we have are on things we completely agree on. And we only ever so often touch on the things we don't agree on, even though you and I disagree on some stuff to a great degree. But the the, the cultural battles we're fighting, free speech, individual liberties, personal responsibility, all of these things that used to be just an, an, an American value. given It was a given. Yeah, now it's like, okay, those other things are here, like we'll discuss them, but man, those people are crazy.
2: Well, what we've gone to now is some people can, some people have different abilities to say what they can and some people can't. You know, a, a Catholic can't say to me that I don't have a value and I'm not all like,
3: it's. Well, the, we wouldn't say you don't have value as a person. No, I we, know. Yeah, we would say they believe homosexual, uh, yeah. homosexual activity is sinful. Yeah.
2: And, you know, we live in a Jesse Smollett – World where you know he represented everything I saw coming down the track, and like you're going to commit this giant crime to become a victim hmm. is you know I remember when what's her name said she was black and yeah. remember bag know. yeah and, and or the first time I heard safe space and thought oh, that's never going to take you <laughs> oh, know yeah. and people are like these kids are getting out of school and they're going to bully them because they know how to use social media but social media had gotten to a point and you're right and. I see it in the media where a lot of these older editors are scared to death of like Taylor Lorenz. You, you know what it is?
1: There's some um, forty or fifty year old dude who works at a company, and the millennial, you know, comes out and says, I, "I'm getting a job here." Then they go, "I demand a safe room," and they go, "What are you talking about? I a safe room." So then they go on Twitter. Next thing and you say, know, don't this, have a safe room. this fifty year old guy gets thirty tweets, oh. and it's like you're an evil man, you're evil, and they're like, what's happening? Everyone
2: (laughs) is tweeting at me. (laughs) I've seen it happen. I've seen that happen. I've I've seen it happen.
3: It's not just a question of what you're allowed to say. It's a question of what the people you have associated with are allowed to say, or rather, who you're allowed to associate with based on what they've said. So I don't like to pay too much attention to celebrities, but before the show we were discussing the fact that Chris Pratt is being canceled, they're trying to recast him right. because, according to some Twitter mob, his church is anti-LGBTQ. Right. Well, and that, we that, cannot have an actor in a film who goes to a church that we believe is anti-LGBTQ. I just want to that's, remind that's everyone actually, I just want to remind everyone that the former president of the United States, Barack Obama, was anti- went him. to a church yes. with Reverend Wright as the mm-hmm. preacher who said in a sermon that was leaked that the United States government invented HIV to kill black people. Yes. Wow. Barack Obama attended that church for years, and when this footage leaked, the media said, "No, that's mean to talk about." And every conservative in right, right. media went, "Okay, fine, we won't talk about that," even though it's literally true. But the Chris Pratt thing was that story
1: goes back, I think, several years to uh, that uh, the actor, this actor individual, saying he goes to this church. It's an old story. And the new story is because I think James Gunn
3: responded to a Twitter account that had three followers. Right. So, I'm, um, you know, no Chris Pratt's not going anywhere. Yeah, but it's just interesting that people would actually see that as something that was worthy of getting a person canceled and could effectively get them canceled but, because but, we've seen people get in trouble for that hold, kind of thing in the past. The, the,
1: the tweet uh, was someone tweeted, hey, Marvel, right. you know, recast him. Right. They didn't say why. Did James you? Gunn invented the reason why, saying, why? Because he believes things you don't. He's not going anywhere. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Was, what does he
2: believe? And then the people Google that. This Twitter that.
1: account, this, right, this Twitter account with three followers didn't say anything about religion or politics. It right. just said, hey, cast this guy. The person then said, I posted that because I saw the actor and thought they looked alike. Right. That was it. James Gunn injected cancel culture
3: into mm-hmm. the narrative.
1: It was like a weird inverse cancel but, culture.
3: I think, to be fair, there were so many articles flooding the internet yeah. over Chris Pratt's yeah. church that I think it makes sense that he would read that in the think tweet.
2: That, I think I'll end this with, with no, this, no, no, that story uh, was
3: years ago, bro. Yeah. Well, no, it was, I know, but there, it just it, came, if people it, are going to try to cancel somebody, it's probably going to be the thing I they think, were trying to cancel them over the, a few years ago. The
2: issue is, as you say, this is what I think about gay, and mm-hmm. this is what I think mm-hmm. is going to happen, and mm-hmm. I listen to you. Mm-hmm. Great. That's your views. The problem today is what I would do is find out what it is about you that I have to destroy Mm -hmm. to stop you instead of just engaging with you and said, you know, I think you're absolutely right because those are your beliefs. This is my beliefs because that's how it happened. This is what I believe. God did whatever. And so what? And so on. now this person being me would have to find the deepest, darkest, bad thing you've ever done. Say it on Twitter to then nullify, that you had an opinion that I didn't agree with. And yeah. that's where we are. And that's the problem is that no one can just disagree mm-hmm. and then media matters is out there saying you the, 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 you know because th- this is not how this this is not how s- civil society should work. We should just be able to say like, yeah, you know, I have plenty I have family members who didn't think it was great. You know, but I agree that they that's their opinion and they love each other and we love each other and that's the end of it.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, the modern ethos is no one can disagree with me without being a horrifically corrupt person. And also, if someone does disagree with me, we have to ensure that they're never but allowed to it's
2: speak. it's also, it's imbalanced. My the, yeah, y- the LGBT absolutely. It's, side. absolutely. It mostly comes from the left. And the LGBT, the LGBT side, side of it says, you have to love me and embrace my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And you have to put a flag and do all these other things and change your logos. That's not how I view life. Because what if they said, okay, every X amount of month, we have to put uh, religious symbols up? Be based, right? (laughs) But
3: no. Well, and also this idea of love, this idea that loving someone means you have to agree with everything they're doing, and that's what we've lost. Yeah. Let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't
1: already, smash that like button.
2: Subscribe to this channel and head over to TimCast.com.
1: Become a member and help support our work and our journalists. We just hired a new journalist recently. We're going to be doing a lot of really cool stuff. We're planning, you know, mini documentaries, new shows. We are planning on uh, uh, beginning marketing, doing other really cool things. As you all know, we got a billboard in Times Square calling out uh, Taylor Lorenz the Washington Post. I'm very proud of that. Thank you all for your support in making that possible. Let's read what you guys have to say. Adara the Wholesome says, Tim, you're wrong. The only name for a free Damastan coffee shop is Kafifi. There is no exception. (laughs) Anything else is an Ian-level natural one semantic argument.
2: No BS, just Kafifi." Too political. (laughs) (laughs) Keep your
4: politics out of my mouth.
2: I have that printed on the coffee cup. That tweet.
4: Richard
1: Winter says, The battle of Helm's Deep has turned. It's time to charge and finish this battle. I just watched that recently. I love that scene ride out with me one last time. And then they storm through and they knock all the orcs out of the way and then Gandalf is there and they're like, ah. It's a great scene. Yeah. That's what happened. It was Elon Musk though. Legendary. And then he blinds the orcs as they stampede. Rising Underdog says, still want Tim to have Adam Carolla on as a guest to discuss his book In 50 Years We'll All Be Chicks and (laughs) the Pacification of America. Uh, I would be honored to have Adam Carolla on the show. That'd be great. Remember love line yeah. back in the day I was just yeah, thinking I about that Yeah him and Dr that. Drew yeah. yeah that's right
2: that's, that's kind of yeah. bizarre that they were together so cuz
3: Dr old. Drew is such a like a kind of mainstream milk toast figure whereas Adam Kroll well, is probably really politically it. incorrect. No, I That's know, exactly but it, it's to our point. It's point. It uh,
4: used to air on Q101 in I've Chicago. I love listening yeah. wow. And they had a girl with them too, didn't they? Oh, uh, did they? Dr. Judy. No, I think she had her own show. <laughs> I love like, Dr. this.
1: Judy. Justin Bowman says, Elon said, quote, look to my coming at the first light on the fifth day uh-huh. at dawn, look east. That's right. He did. <laughs>
0: That's what he said. Can someone just
1: make that meme?
0: That'd be good, yeah.
1: Just put, put his face on it. And then all of the people, the Rohirrim are all the people who are banned, all <laughs> rushing back in with him. <laughs> the orcs. Uh, let's see. Sith Hammer says Trump's first post on Truth Social. I'm back, Kafifi. Is he? Is he?
3: I thought that was a am- me. Is that real? Did he actually I
1: don't know post that? Saw I saw say. a screenshot. I wasn't sure. Uh, the problem with Truth Social is it's only on the iPhone. And so I. Don't and it
2: just started working when I first did it. it didn't have you couldn't put you'd, you'd upload your picture, but it didn't show up. Well, they then... got
1: they're on Rumble's new crowdsourced oh, cloud service. Okay. All right, Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, "Tim, they are scared of free speech in the town square, for they fear that they themselves and their views will disappear into and lost to history." Interesting.
4: You said they four times. That's right. Seven, by the way. Three. Day then.
1: Eva Ronska says, finally subscribed to your <laughs> website. Thank you for supporting truth in journalism. You bet. Every day we uh, work really hard and I'm in the newsroom. And if I see a story, I'll be like, guys, guys, you got to change this. So we do, we do a lot of corrections because we want to make sure we're getting things right. We even do what I would call frame checking, where we make sure the framing of the story. There was one story we had where it was like Joe Biden criticized over these things. And I said, nope. Doing a story about how conservatives are criticizing Joe Biden, I think, is not news. Make a story about what Joe Biden did, and that include what the left thinks and what the right thinks. We don't frame our stories like Biden condemned over this. I
2: mean, that's how the media operates. They'll say, well, you know, you know, the left destroyed the right's arguments or, you know, Republicans pounce famously.
1: If it's an opinion piece, I got no issue with it, right? Well now there's
2: no more opinion. Now it's all the same. Like there are things I even as an editor look on certain sites I used to work at and there was no way three, four, five years ago that that headline and that stuff would be without an opinion. The Huffington Post is an an opinion
1: website. Daily Beast is an opinion website Mm. and they, 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 and Vox, but they masquerade as news and you read it and I'm like, those are all opinion statements. They're not telling me something happened. So all right, let's see. Tam, Tam, Tom says, instead of spending hundred grand on a billboard, why not have a drawing for your website members and give away 10 grand to 10 members actually help us regular folk who support you? Um, I mean, that would be cool. We could do something like that. And that would actually be an excellent marketing campaign, which would increase membership. We'll do both. The issue with the billboard that we did was that it's actually substantially cheaper than that. Substantially cheaper. I don't think people understand how cheap it is. Let, let, me, let me explain something to you guys. Do you want to know how much it costs to have your ad run on a billboard in Times Square? Let's get a round of guesses. I'm saying, well, I think you guys already know.
3: Yeah, yeah we, guessed <laughs> I mean, we, guess we guessed before the show. Yeah. I, I guessed correctly. He, he was did, yeah. close. No, no,
1: I was close. Yeah. It so is. Wasn't that close, to be fair. $18. Did you not know this?
0: <laughs> That's all you Just makes?
1: Google search it. And there are automated services where you log in. They'll give you the specs for the ad. And they'll say how many times do you want it to run. And they say it costs eighteen times per uh, eighteen dollars per run. They may have a minimum of like a hundred runs or whatever, so it's like, okay, you need eighteen hundred dollars. Maybe not everybody can afford that, it, but it's not a hundred if you want to get like that big one right underneath the Jwa thing on Olive Garden, that one costs six hundred and twenty five thousand dollars per week. That's crazy, but That's so most of these ads. Are uh, uh, most of these billboards are rotating digital video, and it's not that expensive. Uh, not only that, there's a whole bunch of different ads you can get. There's, there, you can go up to the biggest billboard in Times Square for you know two point five million per month, down to the parking, uh, the, the the bench on the side of the road, which is like literally a hundred dollars. They're like, well, the bench is dirt cheap. It'll cost you three hundred bucks for the month. So, if you want to get, uh, I, I, don't, I don't, the the, the billboard. I don't want to give I don't want to give away too many details because there's other companies involved. Thanks but, to
2: Teller Rance you who know everything about
1: billboards. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it, it takes 5 minutes to Google. <laughs> so you guys, you're talking about people are saying, "Hey, troll uh, Times mm-hmm. Square." Yes, it's easy. Now, there are laws and there are rules about what you can include in ads. But yo, for real, got a couple hundred bucks, you can get your ad to run right next to ABC News in Times Square for a couple hundred bucks for the day. It is not that expensive. So people are like, "Can you believe Tipple spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this?" <laughs> it costs almost nothing. It's it's it, they're expensive when you're doing big campaigns, but you also got to understand that the, with the economy, you know, crumpling by one point four percent. Yeah. Yo, these these, these ad agencies, uh, I'm willing to bet, are kind of like just let's let's book people as much as we can. So Google search it, guys, because um, I'm I'm really surprised. I you know I got to I got I, I, I to say this. I always wondered why it was more people didn't buy billboards and, and make statements and do things like we did with Taylor Lorenz calling her out. How come more people aren't doing it? How come more people aren't being like, "I'll put a couple hundred bucks behind this"? How come no one's created like a GoFund—well, not GoFundMe, but a GiveSendGo—yes, saying we're going to raise fifty grand for a four-week run oh my on one of the biggest billboards, and then we're going to put up a message. They'll do it. There are rules if it's a statement involving other people, it cannot be an advertisement. So you won't be able to include links, but you can quite literally put up a sign saying CNN lies all day, every day. And that's all it says. And they'll be like, sure, we'll put that up. I don't care. Give us your money. <laughs> and then if you get a bunch of your friends together and you get a couple grand, you'll have like one of the smaller billboards, not that expensive. Granted, some of it can be expensive, but the, the billboard that we got was nowhere near that expensive. It depends on well to put it, to put it bluntly it depends on how long the ad runs for. It, Ours did not run that long.
3: Tim actually sent Ian and I out there with paintbrushes. <laughs> it, it, was it, was the it was digital. <laughs> we just painted the LEDs. Painted the LEDs. We got to go out the paint remover. <laughs> Vanessa
1: McCullough says, "Please, please listen to Falling in Reverse, Zombified. It's about the culture war. The video is a must watch. I'm also a member. Thank you for your work. You want to take, take take a note of that. You want to write that down? I'll, I'll watch that later. I love yeah, wait, falling film. in Reverse. Yeah." Let's grab some Super Chats. Never Again says, I wrote the code for 5.1 surround for Solaris. Shared to all, yet Apple never thanked me. All others did. at Linux
4: rocks.
3: Mm, yes, cool. it does.
4: Was that a Carry On? Is the Falling in Reverse song you're talking about?
0: Uh, Zombify.
3: Zombify. Zombify.
4: Joe Biden is a kid diddler. Says, <laughs> oh, day what? one, Musk should
1: move the company to Texas and turn the campus into a homeless shelter. Agreed. I tweeted that
2: and got 50,000 likes. Heck yeah. That he should move to to... I said if he gets it he should move it to Texas. Absolutely. And it was quite popular. But Michael, then you had a lot of people in Texas like, don't bring these people here. Please, yeah. Don't. Well, fortunately
4: they work from home, so I don't think I'll yeah. have to go with them.
1: Michael Lamore says, just started a membership recently. Parts of that discussion with Derek Harvey the other evening were wild to listen to. Yes. And that is great. after we rapped, I think was it uh, Jack and you or is it no, it? it was me and Shamus. Yeah, it was yeah. Yeah. the two Shamus. of us.
3: We probably spoke with him for another forty
1: minutes. So good. Yep. Yeah. yeah, about was, policy, cause, cause, Middle East policy. Just asking and and so questions. So I was like, we should just record that because the stories he was telling about what was going on there was nuts. Yeah, but we have, we we do have time for limits and stuff. Plus, I got to wake up at seven a.m. But uh, we definitely got to have Derek back so he can just talk about all this stuff. All right, Thomas Sidebottom says it would seem I received my leftist tears tumbler from the Daily Wire at exactly the right time.
0: Oh yeah, uh-huh. wonderful! We got a free one
1: of those too. They they, they gave us one of those free tumblers. It's
0: so cool! I love it.
1: Yeah. Oh. All right, Sean Elmer says I wish you would invite some First Amendment auditors, such as Long Island Audits, or watching The Watchmen, and his dad both are on the front line of that movement. Very reasonable people. Interesting. We'll take a look into it.
2: Oh.
1: All right. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Lydia, madame, a super congratulations on your union with Andy. We wish you well. The best button pusher and producer in the game, F. Sour Patch Kids.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: Congratulations.
0: I did win. I beat Sour Patch Kids.
4: You guys tied the knot today? We did. Yeah.
0: yeah today was our six-month anniversary, so we were like, we should do it today, even though it's a Thursday.
4: Oh, nice work. Well, congratulations.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right. Voice of Junzi says, hello, Timcast. I'm a conservative YouTuber that makes essay and analyses on video games I believe we need voices in these spaces as the industry is the forefront of art love you guys help me grow voice of Junzi very very cool I had an idea for a documentary series and it was to make mini documentaries around video game concepts so uh, we did this with Fallout from Fukushima Fallout 4 was coming out we said let's go hmm. investigate Fukushima and see what's going on with the radiation stuff and then I had the idea they didn't want to do it I guess but I was like, when these new video games come out, like Call of Duty, let's do a Call of Duty themed investigation into what are these weapons, who actually trains for them, how close to That's reality these video games get. And and I actually I think I'm I think um, the the pitch was like, can we get the companies to actually co sponsor the, the documentaries because it would be like an ad for them. Oh god, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Tom Torgerson says Torgerson. I am a trucker from Detroit and listen to your show the day after it's live. I'm addicted. Looking forward to some coffee beanie in the future. Thanks for all you do. Ian, watch Waking Life. Great movie. I've seen it before. And I agree. It was, uh, I didn't think it was great, but it was really cool. Yeah. All right. Ron Quay says, Tim, you always talk about the right, the right to nuclear arms. Brandon Herrera, the AK guy was on Riquetta last night and he is an FFL. He said there is a form for nuclear arms sales, which surprised even him. It shouldn't surprise you, good sir. The right to keep and bear arms says arms. I don't see it saying except nuclear arms. (laughs) No, it says arms. Arms. A conscious perspective says, hey, IRL team, here's a thought. What if Elon knew about the inflated subscriber numbers and put all this into motion to expose Twitter and then be able to renegotiate his original offer? Thoughts? No, I don't think so. I think he played them, cornered them, and knows what he's doing. I think he's going to buy the platform.
3: I do. So what could happen at this point that would prevent him from actually he being gets able a to billion move forward dollars. with that?
2: If they, bre- if they mm-hmm. break it off, he gets a billion dollars.
3: So what, what could cause them to break it off? If the, if if the shareholders. shareholders yeah, they don't know. At this okay.
2: point, nothing. Okay. Because it's the offer too sweet. Their stock has gone down. This earnings more problems the shareholders want and they have to,
1: the company would lose a billion dollars mm-hmm. and yeah. Elon would get a billion dollars yeah. he's, so he's not they're not gonna it's done. unless there's some shady business going on and they did you
2: see that the FCC people wrote to the FCC about stopping F, it
1: the FCC the FTC and the DOJ oh my god and the FCC was just <laughs> like laugh. this is absurd yeah, they actually 40. said it absurd yep <laughs> alright Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says I played Will of the People for my bro he liked Oh, very nice we just, uh, I posted this on Instagram. It's a, it's an isolated vocal track of the new Chicken City theme song. And, uh, if you want to hear me sing the second verse about Roberto and Roberto Jr., oh. you can check that out on my Instagram, Instagram.com slash Timcast. It was fun. And we'll put up, uh, we, we, we've got a bunch of other songs we're working on. So cool stuff. I think Ian's going to track some harmonies for Chicken City. Mm-hmm. Chicken probably City theme this, song.
4: Probably next week, unless Carter's ready soon. We'll check in with him tomorrow. Well, I'm watching you, Carter. <laughs> Carter Banks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
1: Citizen Seven says, Tim, do you have a YouTube account named Tim P. WhatsApp plus 13025486574 asterisk, question mark, question mark, question mark. This account has replied to a couple of my comments in here, and I fear it's a phishing attempt. Hmm. That is, in fact, not me. It's not Tim, no. Yeah, someone must be in, in, impersonating Wait, me. Wait, hold on, bro. I've been sending... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Have you been then? sending... I've been oh, replying I've been emailing me. the whole time.
3: I thought you needed my social security number, bro. <laughs> uh, I actually do. <laughs> oh, well, I sent it. Well, what are you waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> not to me. Ugh.
1: Ask them for it. <laughs> All right. Stronger Than Stone says, Do you think Elon could buy YouTube? How awesome it would be if he did. The future is looking bright, but the distance, I still still see a storm. storm. Get ready to put on your raincoats. Take care, y'all. Elon cannot buy YouTube. YouTube's way too big. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think <laughs> it's, it's a publicly traded company. It's an asset of, you know, Google. Alphabet, right? yeah. Is it Alphabet or is yeah. it Google? I think it's still Google, but Alphabet owns Google, right? Right. Or maybe they broke it up. I don't know. All it's, right.
2: He's got as much debt as he needs right now
1: real man pro says hey team cast Romanian mountain man here Qu- uh, quote victory is written with the blood of the vanquished and it perfectly represents the new age of culture p s Ian the love of my eardrums it it's go-bells, ger-balls. No go bells not ger no gerbils thank you go, go balls go balls it is <laughs> <No>. <laughs> go balls <laughs> brew that do says to help pay for your next billboard we'll see I am um in preliminary discussions with some particular individuals about some very basic billboards that will result in a woke implosion. Let me put it that way. So the idea is just to like, hey, do you want to get a billboard just promoting you? Because we know that when these people see these billboards in Times Square, they're going to be like, no, because it's not that expensive. It is expensive. Don't get me wrong. If you want to get a good spot, like I said, the big one, 625,000 per week. But there are so many in Times Square and you're not buying the whole billboard. You're buying in some of these things. It is a 15 second digital video in an 18 minute rotation. So it's not as much as people might think it is. They make their money on volume. Yeah, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. We're just going to try and spatter a bunch of ads all over the place. And the thing is for these agencies, they don't care. It's going to be like so-and-so's new book coming out. Check it out. Mm Timcast.com, and people are going to see this dude's face, and they're going to be like, You're going to trend. I've already
2: said you're going to trend on Twitter.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Well, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. All right. Let's see what we got. Alphonse says, Shout out to Lids for calling M.O. great yesterday. Libertarian culture, Ozarks caves, and toasted ravioli. Ooh, I love that. We had constitutional care before Texas, and our pizza makes Chicago's looks like poo poo garbage. Excuse me. Y'all should have moved here instead. Best state in the union.
0: That's a great state. What state? Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, wow. Beautiful. Well, you
1: know, say, you know they say Missouri loves company. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man.
3: Well, you know what you know what hey, they, they say. Got to get a slice of that Missouri pizza. That's right. You know, they say that. man. Sure. <laughs> we, does we actually make Chicago pizza look real bad. Yeah, we, <laughs> we special order Missouri pizza yeah,
1: because yeah, it's so famous. Yeah, little known fact. Missouri. Exactly. Yep. No, no. We laugh at you.
3: We know I'm kidding. I love Missouri, but the pizza thing. Come on, get out of here. East St.
1: Louis pizza, because it's still Illinois, and Illinois has Chicago. No, it doesn't count. Sorry. All right. Adam Brinneman says Jimmy Kimmel stopped doing celebrities read mean tweets after Obama read Trump's tweet, then said Trump would never be president. (laughs) Oh, Oh, right. That was a great moment. Yikes.
0: Oh,
4: brutal
1: man.
0: That was so good.
1: Mike S says Disney doesn't say gay in China. That's right. <laughs> of for sure. A yeah. M says just scared the chickens awake per super chat whilst they were sleeping. Sorry. Oh, oh no, chickens. Oh. So uh, the issue the issue is that uh, crispy our chicken tender crispy crispy chicken tender <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever uh, was, heard in my life. Was so by good. the way, on a secret mission <laughs> and unable to uh, take care of the speaker being going off. But I think they've they've taken care of it all right now. Because they're back.
4: I just had a thought about Obama trash talking Trump and basically encouraging him to run against him. Like yeah, in a war, he, you don't torture.
2: He did it at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. So in when a, he in a real yeah. war,
4: you don't torture your opponents when you beat them. And in, so we're in if we're in a culture war. At what point is it considered torturing people when they're down? Like Taylor Lorenz, like I want to lay well, off this girl right now because she's cap- held captive, and I don't want to torture just, the woman.
2: You know, I think there's some people who kind of deserve it, and you know, torture. Well, I'm, I'm not, not saying torture, torture but criticism, but, criticism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but if we're
4: really in a culture war, if we're going to use these metaphors, at what point is criticism torturous? So
0: the issue is that Never. she calls criticism torture, and right. it's like the first time she's ever experienced any kind of contrary voice to her own. Ideas. Because
2: Vince, I don't think we're in a culture.
3: war. I would say if it becomes harassment. I would say if right. you are
4: like actually legitimately harassing a
0: person. Right. I
3: think if you a make problem. a good even point, torture
4: is. If you make a good point against someone, and then they're basically at your at your will after that you have them and then you keep going at them that that's a form of torture
0: amanda, it's definitely not pleasant do not I don't, real I don't, tort- it's not military torture. I, yeah but
3: I, it's culture war torture i don't want to soften the word torture that's my concern with that i don't want to soften the word that war i don't like the word culture interesting
1: war interesting all right amanda freeman says san diego passed law to redefine women to include men Please discuss this. <laughs> well, I don't know too much about that law, but um, that's about most okay.
0: Interesting. I look that up.
1: I mean I'm pretty sure New York
3: essentially has that as well. What a historic occasion Yay. upon which people have rights i oh my goodness. I bet <laughs> I, they they really think they did something there. I'm How come sure. everyone's
4: putting one in the chat? Did Tim say that's, something? That's, that's you, Ian. Tim must have done something. It was totally yes, right.
0: Tim, yeah. <laughs>
4: probably. All right. Jacob Frederick says, Hey, Shim and crew, love the
0: show, Ooh, but I've heard
4: you. you
1: talk about Indiana being a pretty good conservative state before, but I beg to differ. Mm-hmm. Since we have one of the highest gas taxes in the country and our governor vetoed a ban on a trans men in
3: women's sports. That's messed up. They yeah. shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think you're going to move to Cook County anytime soon because of how bad Indiana is getting. All I'm saying... Is compared to where we came from, Indiana's doing decently. I am very upset to hear what you just mentioned, though, because that's completely unacceptable. Once yeah. the red states go, there's nowhere left. It's
2: yeah. fear. They're scared to death. Trans people scare. They scare me, and I'm a gay right. man. Like Activists, they're terrifying. Yeah. There you get the mad boy. Poof. See, that's that.
1: I, I take a, a, a issue with it, though, to be be honest, because it's 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 the ideology. It's the cult. It's not.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the there people. are plenty of people who have, uh, you know, like, issues.
1: A, a woke, progressive, liberal woman at a school teaching these kids things would, is 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 the issue, right? Right. Oh my god, yeah. And and I always say this because you know there there are trans people who clearly agree with us on ideological but grounds.
2: But also, there's there's this erasure of women, where you know right. there's what was it the thing came out the other day that it's a uterus. Department of Education came out with a video that said that it's a person with a uterus. Mm. Not so of course, yeah. The way I see it is, this is predominantly an issue of
1: white liberal women. Yes. And then to a lesser degree, men. They're, they're, you know, it's not an issue of trans people. It's an issue of the weird cult, which is predominantly like, you know, millennial white progressives. You've got these teachers who are in these schools and they're not all trans. Some of them are non-binary, but a lot of what we see in these rant videos are just like unwell people who are cultish.
2: Right. I mean, it's the same thing that when I was growing up that you're going to turn kids gay if you talk about it and so forth. And, you know, I don't, I have a lot of straight, tons of more straight friends than gay friends. And trust me, you're, if a guy likes a woman, you're not going to turn him as much as you can try to convince him all you want. Nothing's gonna. All right. John
1: Sanchez says, Tim Poole, duel me in Magic the Gathering you coward. Uh, Well, I only play commander for the most part and you'd be you'd be obliterated. Like we, 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 Ian and I stopped playing because I got to the point where whoever went first won. Yeah, too much pay to win in a draft. Though you might have a chance. Nah, it's the win. <laughs> we would like roll a, is we, thrown. We roll a d twenty, and then you know Ian would get a fifteen. I would get a seven. I go, oh, good game, Ian. Yeah. I check his. Hand. I've been
4: playing Slay the Spire lately. That's my card game. What is that? Digital card game. One of the best math games ever made. If you like turn based strategy games, check out Slay the Spire. Right on.
1: All right, Joseph. Albicon says, "67-year-old boomer here and longtime subscriber. I may not be key demographic, but I've been following you for five or six years now. Fantastic guest. Wish I was there since I have so much to add." Well, thank you for for your support. Absolutely. All right, John L says, "If you're going to watch the zombified vid, you need to check out Five FDP Living the Dream vid. It's COVID policy explained." Hmm, interesting. Ross Boisvert says, "Tim and crew." I'm an AT&T business rep. If you want a second <laughs> look at options, shoot me a message on Twitter oh, oh, nice. at the new Ross GB, and I can get you my work contact info. Yeah, maybe, but like, you know, when I walk in and I have impeccable credit and I'm running this business and I say, we just need, you know, hotspot, Wi-Fi, and they're like, looks like the company is requiring you. I'm like, nah, not interested to have a yes. nice day. Not going to happen. You know, I, I, I am not really a fan of having to do certain kind of like special privilege things. I don't, I don't like the idea that people use Twitter followings as weight to gain favors from companies. I don't like the fact
2: complain about them, right? Like if you're sitting on an airline, stop, shut up. No one wants to hear about your late flight. But here's,
1: here's what I don't like. When I was dealing with an airline problem, I tweet once the problem is solved. They call me instantly. We're so sorry, sir. And I know it works and sometimes you have to do it, but I'm like, it's so stupid that this has to be this way that you have to shape them. Well, it's right. Care, yeah. I should be able to call them up and be like, Hey man, treat me and everyone else like good paying customers. If you, It's like a two hour
2: wait to call an airline these days. You're not going to get Yeah.
4: And so that's the way it is. It's, it's privilege. Through all the money and the politics, there's just nothing that compares to having a, a mob of people behind you. No, you know, absolutely Or a crowd yeah. of people behind you. Like, it's just unstoppable force. And they're scared. Yeah. That's what the money's supposed to buy when it's effective, right? Daniel Smith says, Tim,
1: fact check your 16 food processing plant fire story. Great YouTuber 2A advocate Johnny B mentioned the Timcast article in his deep dive video. He only found, like, six actual fires. We did. I was mildly perturbed at the um, the quality of that article. It was not good. Mm. And um, I even said the story should have been framed as Tucker Carlson was talking about it. People on Twitter were talking about it. But you need to understand fires might just happen all the time and we may just have noticed them. However, it is true because we did the fact checking. There actually were substantially more fires this year in the first quarter than I think all of last year. Yeah. So something did happen. But – um you know, we just had bad links and bad sources. And so, you know, these things happen. I got no problem saying that uh, we, we make mistakes. We correct them when we can. You know, we try not to make mistakes. If we were like the Daily Beast, we would just say no and we'd leave it up for the clicks because the Daily Beast doesn't correct their articles. All right. T. Didymus says, I can't believe Tim Pool spent so much money on a Times Square ad. Harumph! Yeah, uh, uh, we didn't. It's so cheap. Yeah, it was really crazy. I was always wondering, like, how does this stuff work? And then I Googled it, and it's like, log in,
2: submit your ad, and we'll play it. And I'm like, it's that fast? Yo, they're just TV screens. But also, you, if you want an analogous of that, at the moment, you had a fire. You took... $18 of gasoline and just threw it on it because <laughs> whatever you paid for the thing was six. I mean, that thing, that it was a picture big, of big that big went everywhere. Oh, yeah. Tucker Carlson shouted it out. I saw it in friend in Spain. And
1: Daily Wire uh, hooked it up, you know, went everywhere. Yeah. Daily Wire already had the billboard. And
2: then the secondary story was her responding
1: and, and you know, her being upset. So, you know, my, my issue with it is just that she uses the Washington Post as a weapon. This is what these, these these journalists do. They're 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 typically activists. They have no real power, so they get jobs at major institutions, and it, it's like they it's like they're using someone else's fifty cal. Yeah. So I said. Let me, let me play the same game. That's how I feel let about the— Let me get pr- a billboard.
4: how I feel about the president, man. These people get elected through a popularity contest, and then they get all this institutional power. Like, what right does he have to create a board of tr- mistrust that he's going to start— <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy. That's an abuse it's of power. Ridiculous. It's an
2: abuse of it's institutional of power. power. And menthol cigarettes. All yeah. the same. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, almost <laughs> well, my- just—
3: I want to mention this again about Taylor Lorenz. The woman was on MSNBC literally crying because she said she's so worried about what people might do with her information. So she knows there are bad actors online and even dangerous actors online. And she finds someone who she doesn't like politically, and she throws their address out to the public.
1: Yep. Yep. All right, everybody. If you haven't already, smash that like button and subscribe to TimCast.com. Become a member, and we're going to have a members-only show coming up at 11 p.m. tonight don't uh, you don't want to miss these they're usually fun and we swear a lot and they're not so family friendly and uh, uh, smash that like button like I said subscribe share the show with your friends you can follow the show at Timcast IRL you can follow me at Timcast John do you want to shout anything out
2: you can follow me at news politics on Twitter that's all I have to sell <laughs> my well, name for uh? good media backgrounds anything in media boy I got it Nice. <laughs> My name is Seamus. I have
3: a YouTube channel called
2: Freedom Tunes.
3: We make animated political cartoons every single Thursday. One exception was this Thursday. Huh. We had to pull back, but we're doing multiple videos next week instead. Oh, so we'll make it up st- to you guys. I love you. amazing. I'm going to roll
4: the 100-sided. It's been a while. I rolled a 29. Oh. It's a beautiful prime number.
0: Very
2: cool.
4: And uh, I'll catch you later.
0: You guys may follow me on Twitter at Minds.com, at Sour as well as Sour
1: We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging
0: out. Bye, guys.